Blog Talk Radio. Hello there, and welcome to Ready to Emerge with Cal and Sam, New York Sports Talk Podcast. Episode number 271.6. Hi. Welcome to the program. Uh, I am Steve Sampietro, one of your aforementioned hosts, a.k.a. Sam Pete, and this is a New York Sports Talk podcast. We've been doing it for a long time. We were off last week. Sorry. Our bad. But we are back, and we are ready to go. We have a lot of New York sports to talk about. And uh, also pop culture, all sorts of things are on the agenda. The agendae? What's the plural of agenda? I don't know. We'll probably ask uh, the guy coming in in a second to help me clarify that. Agendae? Agendas. And then it becomes very Italian. What are you agendas? What are you got? What are you doing? That's a big word. What are you synopsis is? I'm going to give you a synopsis is of the agendas of the show. Um, we have a, a ton of sports to talk about. Um, my co-host, Brian Calniva Calpino Caliente, uh, Calvi, will be joining us shortly. He is being held up momentarily by freshman year of high school math. That is not, uh, that's not a put-on. That is not a, an improv bit. He is helping his daughter with her freshman math. Uh, this is what apparently goes on. I have a uh, six, almost seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and we're not into that. We're not in that. We're not in that range yet. The guy I'm about to bring in, though, the co-host, and let me just let me just set this up. We talk about uh, New York sports. We also have a, uh, a third member of the crew named PJ Cacioppo. Cacioppo. It's just so nice if you say it either way. You cannot say I've known him so long. And you can no say his name without it going, I catch up. I can't find it. I can't I can't That's a lot of curses in Italian. Uh, he's like the third man in. He's like kind of like the pop culture guy. He does a segment at the end of the program called The Fun Load. Tonight's Fun Load is an actual fun load. We've been doing the fun loads for like six or seven years. Um, but tonight's is, we've done some thought loads. We've done a fun load cafe, which was magnificent. Um, got pretty deep in there. <laughs> we were wading into the pool pretty deep. Um, but tonight is the fun load. That means anything goes. No pants. Uh, pants optional. Uh, opinions welcome, uh, especially those of pop culture. So anyway, we do that at the end of the show. Um, but let me bring him in right now. Um, he is uh, he is uh, the third man in. We're going to get the show going. As soon as Cal joins us, we will uh, get right into the sports. There he is. This guy's on theme music. I'm going to Getting very silly with the music that I wrote. That is about me and my lack of pants. <laughs> my lack of pants. And my lack that. of pants. Never been said that way. No. Like you're no. either you either have no pants on, you're pantsless. No one ever says there's a real strong lack of pants. Lack of about pants. It. Yes. A pants it's lack. A Slovakian grammar. That, uh, lack of pants. That's a, uh, also a place in Pennsylvania. That's Amish country. Lack of pants, Pennsylvania. 
<laughs> How are you, PJ? I am sleepy. Right. Uh, what other uh, dwarves are you this evening? Uh, no other. Well, always dopey. Ha, ha, ha. Wow, good one. <laughs> Did you write that? There's, uh, Ask me a quick question. Got a quick question for you. Okay. Do you do you squeam? Do you get squeamish at when someone starts telling you their medical issues? It depends on who it is. Do you start to squirm? Again. Or what it if depends it's on who it is. What if it's a 75-year-old man <laughs> who looks a lot like had, you? Who's had a plumbing <laughs> procedure. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's not going to. That's not going to work out well for anybody. Yeah, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to take a rain check on that. That was my day. That was your day with your that, dad. That was my day. Right. My day was uh, hi dad, how you doing? Oh. Oh, did I tell you what they removed? <laughs> like, oh god. How does the conversation open that way? I'm fine. <laughs> Let me tell you what they removed today. Okay, I guess. Ah, sure. And then you take a quick glance, like at all the appendages, and like, all yeah. right, nose, nose is still there. So what he did they remove? Start, he starts. He had stones, the kidney, the gall, right, the jagger, the Richards, the jagger, the, the bladder. The We're gonna make ball. every corny joke just in the first fifteen minutes, just to get oh. it out of the way. All the stuff, and he prefaces. By the way, every every conversation starts with "I'm tired of talking about my damn doctors." It's all I talk about. Did I tell you what I had removed? <laughs> right. So he leaves no opening not to talk right. about his doctors. Right. So the first thing I do is put down the sandwich because I know that's not happening. Lunch will right. wait. Lunch is <laughs> heaven will wait. Heaven can wait, and this sandwich heaven. can wait. Good movie. Forgotten movie. Who watches Heaven Can Wait anymore? Well, they remade it, though. The, did you see the Chris Rock remake? Excuse me? What now? <laughs> Excuse me, Chris Rock? What? Excuse me? What Chris Heaven Rock Can Wait is the, the Warren Beatty movie. Yeah. Where he's the quarterback for the Rams. I apologize. I'm touching my microphone. I apologize. He's touching the microphone. Yeah. Um, he's the quarterback for the Rams, right? He's right. He's uh, he's the or he the doesn't he buy the, the team or something like that or who can't who knows? I was seven when I saw it. Right, right. That's a classic. There's got to be at least ten of those. Peach are movies that like I saw when I was seven. Yeah, I've I've maybe seen it since, but I'm not the earliest. Like, right, the earliest days of of uh, pay TV. You know, that's right. when I saw ten. Bo Derek. I have no yeah, idea yes, what happened. Yes, and it's another one, a verboten movie. Yeah. That you, you you know, but you know it. It's in your zeitgeist, like it's in your personal zeitgeist of like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I saw ten, but you were like nine <laughs> when you saw right. it. Exactly, I was nine seeing ten. The end. Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise. Remember that one? The end. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> By the way, so that's that's funny though that you bring that up because that movie, if you go back, so. Mm-hmm. We watched all the Smokey and the Bandits, 
Cannonball Runs. We watched sure. all those movies. Like those big were Bert. big movies in my house. A big Burt family over there. A- a- amen. Right. And my dad loved Smoking the Bandit. He loved that. You know, I still play Eastbound and Down. It's one of my favorite songs. It's on and my may, Spotify. May I say, sometimes you unintentionally do walk with the gait of Burt Reynolds. I do. <laughs> I Wait, think, was RJ I think, that pointed that out? That I, I have a little Reynolds in me? No, I never heard him say it. I just, yeah. something that occurred RJ, to me. RJ actually said that. Yeah. After yeah. I was doing something at, at Youngblood, uh, uh, we're talking about acting here uh, back in the day, and I was, I was acting in something, and Lisa, I think, said, uh, our, our friend RJ's wife, uh, wonderful wife, uh, fantastic gal. Um, eh, she's all right. <laughs> you can take her a little bit. <laughs> No, no, I'm kidding. We love, we love Lisa. But Lisa said, uh, is anybody not seeing, is anybody seeing Burt Reynolds here? Right. With Steve? <laughs> but anyway, Smokey and the Bandit, huge movie in our house. And then we watched the end. The end is heavy. It's dark. Like, it's a comedy, yeah. but it is heavy. And I have seen it as an adult, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, dear. Ten-year-old Steve should not have been watching this. Because the, the, the themes are heavy duty. Yeah, well, he wants to check out. I mean, he's he's done. Yes, exactly. And it, it's I mean, it's it's a very heavy movie about suicide. But there's a there's a million movies like that for me. That like I've seen them. They're mm-hmm. they're there. But I don't know them well. Yeah. Because I was eight. Sneakily yeah. watching with my parents. Now Poltergeist right. is not Poltergeist is not like that. Oh. Can we talk about Poltergeist for a second? For I could talk about Poltergeist for this whole show. Only because <laughs> <laughs> you went really um, yeah, you went you really like baseball broadcaster there though. You're like right. I can talk about Poltergeist for the whole show. <laughs> for the whole show that balls off the wall. PJ, we want um, to talk about chocolate and Pink Floyd. Are you in? Can you do that? <laughs> Are you down? We're gonna, Are you down for that? We're going to throw in a little David Lynch. Just, you know. <laughs> right, read right. We're going to talk can. about Twin Peaks for the next three hours. Are you good? or? <laughs> no. The, Poltergeist is the first movie I can remember as a kid where it, it, I wasn't – I knew I wasn't supposed to see it. Mm. I was eight, I think. I think it was eight. And I was like a frightened kid anyway. And I remain a frightened adult, so nothing's changed. <laughs> that movie scares the shit out of me today, so nothing's changed. Well, it's got all the buttons for kids. Scary it's, shadows, it, well, the tree, you know, the tree that looks the clown, you know, right. like it's going to grab you. And Those are all on I mean, purpose, though. Spielberg yeah, did that okay. all on purpose. He's so tapped in. Right, but my memory is of watching it with my uncles uh, having – my older uncles uh, who were like big brothers to me having come out for the weekend, which they did all the time, out to Long Island from Brooklyn, and renting it because they really wanted to see it. And nowhere – and you could rent a movie then. That was a big deal. It was a big deal. Like they had – like J&R Video around the corner had it in, which was a big deal to have it in at all. Yeah. And that's what you did. Like you rented a movie you didn't get to see in the theater. There weren't 800 ways to see it. No, there and were I, dynasty the poltergeist that came out and they they were like they, that was that was a big part of their weekend was watching poltergeist. You could buy it also for 85 bucks. 
Right. That's right. You can drop. Remember a new, new a release on VHS it. if you didn't want to wait for the renting. That's right. So they were. That was like part of their Saturday night watching it. Yeah. And they put it on, and like Scott and I, my older brother, uh, who was probably about ten or eleven, but well, way more emotionally equipped than I was. Uh, you know, intellectually equipped, I should say. Um, we we started watching it with them, and it, like it got an hour into it, and then like they couldn't kick us out. We were in. Plus, you didn't have bedtimes, and we had a bedtime. Now, why does the creepy old lady, and who, when you watch it a second time, you realize she's actually not that old. She's not when you're that a old. kid. When you're a kid, she's, she's 100 years old. Yeah, right. she's Yoda. You watch, you watch it again, she's what, 57? I mean, the, the, maybe. She might be in her 40s, Peach. So I, <laughs> she might be. I'm older this than Zelda? House is clean. This house is clean. They wa- That's a tremendous instant impression. Yours is way better than mine. <laughs> but that's because you've seen it many more times than I have. So why does she have the little girl change course and walk towards the light? Towards the light, right. When, when Craig T. Nelson freaks out and says, no, you told her to walk away from the light. I, she starts going, peace in the light. That whole thing. Right. And then he yanks her out with the rope. My theory is that, and, I, and again, it should be noted, I've only seen this movie like three times because it scares mm-hmm. the Jesus out of me. Mm-hmm. But she was thinking that the little girl was lost and the walk to the light is to, it's better than her staying in this place that she's in. Like they're never going to get her out of this, this, this purgatory that she's in. And so if she walks to the light, you know, she'd be dead, but at least she'll be at peace. One of those. Instead of being in purgatory. Where, uh, you go back and review a movie that you you saw as a kid a bunch of times, and right. then you see it in your forties, and you're like, "Well, I didn't really get all of that." <laughs> I right. guess, I, holy smokes, ET. The now, the rewatch, how so? How so? The, re, the rewatch of ET with my son, who absolutely devoured it for months and months, couldn't get enough ET. Okay. Um, well, uh, the revelation was how much I understood. Peter Coyote's character. Okay. Where it was a, a super black and white thing where I was a kid. I'm like, don't listen to him. He's screwing with you. He's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. He's the clear cut uh, bad guy. But he's not. Right. He's not. There's nuance there. There is. And he plays it so well. And it went oh, right over my nine year old head. And it was, uh, it was great to see. Now that I'm 69. You had a huge head. At it's nine. hard to it's hard to clear my cranium. It was uh, very hard to clear your head at that yeah. age, I feel like. Yeah. Does your did your son get the nuanced part of that? Or was he black and white? He's the bad guy. I feel like my kid understands everything, and that's probably a disservice. I didn't weigh in and, and, and you know, start because explaining. Because you don't, you don't explain anything, right? Right. 
I'm not an explainer. And he seemed to get it. He was, you know, sitting like I was sitting on the couch watching it, like, oh, this is great. I love it. Play it again. Right. But he, so, he gets huge benefit of the doubt in terms of explaining always. things because you're like, oh, he's got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, and now you know, he's into Friday the 13th. Which is it just your kids are it's it's insane. Well, that's to me. tricky. Friday the Thirteenth is tricky because Gee, you think he wants, he wants to play the game, and the game is admittedly fun. You're running from Jason. That's fun. You know, you're playing online with your friends, and you're all camp counselors running around. Oh, there's a game. All of a sudden, okay, it's it's a game, and Jason pops out of the woods, and you're like ah, and it's so that's great. Um, but it is violent and it is gory. So I told him, because my son, uh, this is the kid who ran out of the room because Spider-Man gets a bloody nose in the first Spider-Man movie. <laughs> he's very delicate. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you saw that, but you know, he's fighting, the Green Goblin bops him in the nose and he starts bleeding. Yeah. Dan was like, no, I'm out of here. I don't want to see Spider-Man get a bloody nose. You crazy? But he was so a was little like, guy, though. He was a little guy. So I said, look, Friday the 13th is very violent. It's He's it's, like shaving now. It's slasher it's it's you've never you should at least i'll watch the movie with you it's gore like he's never seen before it's gore like he's never seen before so i prepped him in that i you know the movie's badly written it's badly acted the movie's ridiculous he's got (laughs) enough taste in movies to know that he's going to watch something terrible so that was good right uh but on top of the gore i kind of forgot how much bare boobs there were in all of these movies (laughs) yes You know, and his voice just changed. That's where his, you know, that's where he's at. Yeah. When it's so time to so, change, Peter Brady style. P- Peter Brady style. So right. So when it's so, time. So, so I think we, I think we, I, I gotta cut you off because I think we just had Cal and then we lost him. Newman. I didn't. Let's see, see if he. Let's see, see if he calls back in. The bat Cal. signal. Let's so let's put out let's put out the bat signal for Cal. Because he was, I think he was there. I looked up and he was there, and then he was gone. And then he was gone. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of boobs in that movie. Did, did we have a Cal Poltergeist? We have a Caltergeist. <laughs> that is a Caltergeist. <laughs> this house is clean. And then uh, uh, she's the best. She was thirty. She was thirty-two years old. I'm sure. And then uh, <laughs> we, we the movie was... got creepier because Dominique Dunn, right, was murdered. Yes. Horrible. I mean, terribly. And Griffin Dunn's sister. I didn't know. No, I did not know that was Griffin Dunn's sister. Yeah. Until his until his WTF. Right. I had no idea that was Griffin Dunn's sister. And the Horrible. little girl passed away. The older sister passed away. There was like a curse around Poltergeist. And there's also a ghost in Three Men and a Baby. But I digress. Listen, <laughs> you're getting into the silliness now. Exactly. Um, we're waiting for uh, the co-host call to call back in. He did. He was hanging in the background when they pick up the scarecrow. I believe because, it. And, and the story was that he was up for the part and Ray Bolger got it. And so he that was his revenge. Or was it the Tin Man? Maybe it was the Tin Man. Who knows? It's all nonsense that, once again, it's like, fantastic. I ran you're, a ridi- you're a ridiculous person. It's fantastic. I love it so much. 
So let me let me warm up to sports because Cal will be calling back in in a minute. Um, oh, is that what we're doing here tonight? I thought. Uh, this are you was enjoying this? Are you enjoying this little Yankee run? Because you're like a fair weather bandwagon human being. Like, are you enjoying? Like, you could get on board with the Yankees, right? Well, here's what I do. Okay. I watch the I watch the postseason. I am not a regular season baseball viewer. I just I've never okay. found the time. So who has uh, the time, really? You guys find all the time. I, I hear about you. You guys go to games. My God, I can't remember the last time I was in a ballpark. Uh, major league, that is. I go to the local ballparks. Well, the minor league games are great. But you, so you like the postseason baseball? I like postseason baseball. I think it's very exciting. I think I think the crowds are are crazy, which is kind of fun. I but mean, you they, they, are you into this little Yankee run? Are you into this Yankee run? Because you've been doing this show with us for a long time, and we're avowed Mets fans. And I we know. thought maybe we had some sway or influence over you, and we don't. No, 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 no. When the Mets were in the World Series, I was there. I was there. <laughs> I watched. You pitched, you pitched game four. <laughs> that was me. That was the problem. Yeah. No, me. I know you were all you were all in on that on that Mets team and that Mets run in fifteen. I'm wondering if you're getting all. Well, does you, your wife have a rooting in interest in sports at all? My, <laughs> if sports is on between dinner and the the book at bedtime, between like you know six thirty and nine, she might be interested. Right. But okay. She has not stayed up for a game. That's that's for sure. Although right Ever. now she's watching, she's watching uh, the Chiefs. Um, in my stead. Oh, she's because okay. I, because I like the Chiefs, but the, the this uh, what do they call them? Wait, the wait, wait, go back. You can't just you, you can't just you the can't Yankees? just drop. I like the Chiefs. What do you mean? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Okay. From birth. I have always hated the Cowboys, hated the oh, Eagles, right, right? Liked the Jets, yes. Liked the Giants. I never knew that I had to pick. In Staten Island, you don't really have to pick. <laughs> and then, um, be, because I, I never had a, um, a home team that I was like, oh, this is my team, right? I like the, the Chiefs. I love the Steelers, and this is to this day. This is always carried through. Really uh, hated the Dolphins. Sure. In college, I grew to love the Bills because I live with avid Buffalo people and Western New York people who just. Yes, I remember this. You know, there was really you couldn't deny the energy. You couldn't. I've been. I told. I've said this. I've, I've told that story many a time on this on these airwaves. This very podcast. This very mm. podcast. <laughs> that uh, I've seen the Jets in eight or nine stadiums, and the most impressive was Rich Stadium up in Buffalo. Mm. Because the, the fans, it was like a high school game. That's how into it the fans were. They knew what they were watching, how to watch a football game. They were, you know, jerky at the appropriately jerky times, but they weren't overly jerky. But the sure. stadium's in the middle of nowhere. People drive up. It's like homecoming. It looks like homecoming weekend. They might as well have floats there. 
<laughs> like, and, and people, uh, five minutes before kickoff, 75 people, thousand people sit down. You know, at halftime, 75,000 people get up. Okay. With two minutes to go to the third quarter, 75,000 people sit down, and they don't get up until the game's over. <laughs> they know how to watch a football game. It's magnificent. Hey, he's here. Peach, he's here. I didn't no. know this about the Chiefs. Well, play his music quick. Okay. Quick like a bunny. Here he is. One of the co-hosts of the program. This half. This half. Yes. Mr. Brian County Vicatino Caliente. Hi, Brian. Hi, Steve. Cut the feed. Cut the feed. Get, cut the feed, I said. Cut the feed. <laughs> so why are we feeding back? Are you on are you on Google Hangouts, Cal? No. I don't I don't know what's going on. Great. Well, Peach, I'm going to mute you. Maybe it's you. Shut up. Could be me, though. Could totally be me. Oh, wait. Hold on. I think it's totally me. Let's see. Testing, there we go. One, two, one, two. Testing. I think, it's, I think it's me. Is it you or is it me? I don't think it's... There we go. Okay. Hey, Cal. Hey. Cal. hey. No, it's, it's is you. Is it you or is it me? It's you. It's me? Let's try this again. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. All right, let's try this. All right, let's try that. Testing one two one two. Is it yeah, still I'm still feeding. I'm still uh, uh, reverbing for you. Great, still me. Okay, I'm hanging up. Bye. <laughs> okay. Really, the Chiefs? Really? The Chiefs love, <laughs> love, always loved. Um. Name a few ones. Oh, oh, and um, in the in the Pete Carroll era, um, I I started to uh, like the Seahawks. The the Pete Carroll era is still going. I'm saying I didn't pay any attention to them. Until he <laughs> <got there. laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. It's like Pete I Carroll was shot. Like no, no, it's it's still going. As an ended. Um. Let's see if we can get Cal to direct connect. I um, I'm I'm I never knew about the Chiefs one. Oh, let's see, he's back. Let's see, let's let's try this. Hey, buddy, I like the Chiefs. They're the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. I, like I, mean, I don't hate the Chiefs. Hi, Cal. Hi, Cal. Okay, testing one two oh, one two God. testing. Yep. Still feeding back. Still, still oddly reverbing. Try something else. Bye. <laughs> Uh, I feel like it's Boy, personal now. I feel like it's. Are you kidding just me? Someone posted that music the other day. Oh God. Well, you don't like the I... music? No, I don't like anything about it. I don't like oh. any of it, and I'm going to talk about it when Cal does connect. Because this is this is, this whole notion that Met fans are supposed to be rooting for the Yankees in this little run and stuff is nonsense. Oh, I don't believe nonsense. that. I would never. No, I'm hearing that. it from. Well, we were rooting for you in 2015. No, you weren't. No, they were not. You thought it was a cute little run that my team was on, and then once they got to the World Series, you were pissed off and you wanted them to lose, and you know it. 
That is a fluking lie. It's a, it's a complete lie. Cal, why did you vibrate my phone more? Jesus. He's trying. God. He's trying to get in there. All right. Well, turn your phone off. Why do you have your phone on? <laughs> Old That's man. That's where my Google is. Google my Google. 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 How come you're not in this the Google sh- Hangout anymore? What happened? This show's a disaster. It's uh, it's thirty minutes in. We have uh, we've yet to get the co-host on. Doctor E Ray is throwing is throwing bricks at his. Uh, oh, he's he's furious right now. Furious that we at, haven't talked about sports yet. Thirty minutes in. At his whatever device he listens to this on. Right, and it's been poltergeist for for thirty minutes. Did you watch the Spielberg documentary? The uh, the middle forty five minutes. How the so, freak so, do you watch the middle 45 minutes of anything? Channel surfing, saying, no, oh, I need to see age, this. Unacceptable. Hey, unacceptable look. in this day and age. You have HBO Go. That's true. You see it. You, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I, have, I have two hours to kill. I'm watching television. This is 45 minutes in. I'm going to just go to HBO Go and watch from the beginning. Hmm. Come on now. I have a small problem with Spielberg. Yes, we've talked with it's that's been an entire fun load. Yeah. I don't think it's I small. Mean, I think your characterization of it as small is small. Like I yeah, I mean like I don't see in in the other great directors that I've seen interviewed and who talk about their stuff. Yeah. I don't see the same gargantuan ego that I see on Spielberg. And it bugs me after a while. Spielberg uses the word I more than anyone in the world. Wow. I feel like that's very strong. Cal, would you agree with that? I'm sorry. I I don't know what he just said. He said (laughs) Steven Spielberg uses the word I more than any other director. He's seen a bunch of documentaries with directors and stuff. And Spielberg... Is very self-driven. Is he referring to, to the, the Spielberg show. documentary? Yes. Welcome to the show, Cal. Uh, how, do, how do I sound? Sound great. No feedback. Great. You look great. Perfect. Landline. You, you, yeah, you're <laughs> landline. On a landline. You're landlubbing. Now, you great. know it's a, land, a landlubber, not a landlover. We're a land fighter. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Right? A land lover, not a fighter. See how he jumps uh, right in, Peach? Spielberg. Right in. Uh, there's no I in Spielberg. There's, <laughs> there, there is. No, there's no team in Spielberg, I think is what you there meant is, there. <laughs> That's what there is. I think I got that Spielberg, wrong. Yeah, I, flip that around. There's no team in Spielberg, way. but there's an I. Yeah, Spielberg never says... We wanted to do it this way, and I was glad when we got it right. No. Never. No, it's pretty much pretty much him. It's always um, right. It's always I led the whole thing. Well, we can jump right to the sports because it's eleven o'clock, and uh, and and PJ and I have talked about poltergeist. I think enough for one night. So Ooh, poltergeist. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. They're to here. It. Um. Re- this house remind me and I'll, I will bring up poltergeist in the fun load because there's a way to weave it into the fun load nice that's hot 
Here we go. Segway music. Hot. Hi, Cal. Steve. Hey, buddy. I'm good, man. Great. What's the root? Uh, <laughs> I mentioned that uh, it was not a bit or a come on. <laughs> or a, the send or up? Was on. it a send up? It wasn't a send up. That you were legitimately helping out your daughter with her freshman year of high school uh, math homework. Right. Uh, you, that, was, that was a lie. That was a complete lie. Because it yeah, was your I was helping my uh, middle school kid with high school, right. <laughs> uh, with high school math. <laughs> Somebody was getting the, the crap kicked out of them with math. That's all I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome aboard. Uh, we were just actually PJ and I were just talking about, um, and we had segued into uh, the A block anyway about the Yankees, um, right? And the, this Yankee run to the World Series. And I asked PJ, being that he's kind of a casual sports fan, if he's gotten on board with this Yankee run. Is that why he's wearing a leisure suit? That's correct. <laughs> just to indicate how casual a sports fan he is. How casual it is, right? He's got on a pair of khakis and a sweater over a button-down. And he's, Very like, leaning casual. over a chair <laughs> with, his, with his fingers on his chin. He's wearing dockers. That's Just how wear casual a glamour shot, folks. of a fan yeah. he is. <laughs> well, what did he say? Casually, well, he said he, of course. He said he, right, he said there was no pretense involved. No. Uh, he said he's a postseason baseball fan. That's what he is. Always or just this year because it's the Yankees? No, always. He, he likes the postseason. Okay. And he's enjoying this, but it, not overly uh, right. because it's the Yankees. So it's not like he's all on board. And I said uh, quite heatedly, and this will take us right into the first point in the A block, um, I'm not rooting for the Yankees. And Yankee fans telling me that I need to root for the Yankees uh, need to stop, please. Because I'm, I'm hmm. a loser. I'm, I'm this a loser. is happening? This is happening. You're being told that you need to root for them? That's right. You know why? Why? Tell me. You know why. I don't know why. Is it you because, know why. Uh, you're, you're, it's a New York team? What's the quote that they're going to give me? Uh, there's no I in Spielberg. That's correct. <laughs> That's the quote they give you, right? <laughs> yes. And it doesn't make any um, sense. And I say... Well, I, I, I hope they don't use the New York angle on no, you in no, New it's Hope Residence. It's not 2001. Weird. It's not, it's not, you're rooting for the Diamondbacks after 9-11? That's not that. Uh, right, well, yes, we did, by the way. Yes, I know. <laughs> Quite happily. <laughs> happily. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, they want, so they think you should root for them because they're a fun team. Right? What, happened in 2000, and, what happened in 2015? What happened in 2015? Right, in um, baseball. Refresh my memory. Yeah, so long you ago. were there. I mean, you were there. It is so long ago. It's been so long. Two, it's been two years. Since New York has seen a team on a, a run like this. Oh, the uh, Mets. Oh, right. Right. They had they have that cute little run for a couple months. Yeah. But I, I'm being told that, well, I rooted for the Mets back then. Did they? In 15. No, Did they, they didn't. No. Oh, oh, so now they're lying to your face. That's correct. Wow. They were they were fine with the Mets getting to the World Series. They were ecstatic when the Mets lost the World Series. Ecstatic. Right. right. And I got a lot of Lucas Duda can't throw to home plate jokes. And I got a lot. Listen, nonsense. 
I didn't, I, you know, we have, I have, I, I would say we, we probably have two friends in common that are Yankee fans that were legitimately rooting for the Mets. Legitimately. Uh, like one and a half. One and a half. Because the other part of that is the, the other part of that is, I'd say, like you said the other day, oh, it's a cute little run your team's on. That's yeah, cute. Doesn't bother right, me. It's harmless okay. to them. Yeah. So you get a World Series, that'll be your third. We have 28. You know how it works. It works, and I, I, don't, know if I, I don't know if I mentioned this the last time we spoke, but right. it's the complete opposite, where the Mets get like a little run and then 15 years of failure, and right. the Yankees have 15 years of success and then a really small window where, they, where they're not good. Right. Right. So that's why the Yankee fans are okay if the Mets are good for a couple of months. Right. It's directly inverse. So every temporary. Every six to seven years, we get uh, about eighteen months to two years of competitive baseball as Mets fans. Well, it's more. It's more than that, Steve. It's more than six or seven years. No, I mean Cal. Actually, if you look back over it. Yes. Eighty-eight. Now, 88 to 99 is a, is a long stretch. That's 11 years. Right, but they were, they were, if there had been a wild card in 91, they would have won it. So no, they weren't not in 91, in 90. In 90, with the Pirates. In 89, they would have won it, too. Uh, we've done this. They would have won it six out of seven years. They would have won it a lot, right. From, from 84 to 91, they would have been in the playoffs six out of those seven years. Correct. Um, I think you're wrong about, because 92 is the disaster team. No, 91 is the uh, beginning of the disaster. They collapsed in like oh, August. Oh, it was 77 and 84. You're right. I apologize. That's right. No need to and 90, 90, they were 91 and 71 and didn't make the play. 90 is the year that Daryl Strawberry in the last year of his contract decided to sit out a pivotal series against Pittsburgh in September. Correct. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's great. That feels great. This fantastic moment is brought to you by Renews <laughs> It. So they they win the wild card that year, Cal, by five games. Yeah, but that's and, not important. Forget, that's, forget that's about, not, forget about that's two not, wild cards. Forget about that's two not wild germane cards. to the discussion cards. of the day, though. It's Jermaine. It's Tito. It's Michael. It's all of them. Explain, please. I just feel like going off about the 80s Mets. All right, so okay. it, it is just somewhat germane because these Met, uh, Yankee fans of a certain age had become completely bored with their team, completely bored. They don't watch baseball anymore. They, had won, they were an unlikable team with mm-hmm. you know, overpaid players, and now this year it's magical because they're young and they're homegrown, and they're such a likable team, and blah, 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 blah. And we're supposed to get all on board when they haven't been watching baseball for five years. Right. They've been watching baseball for five years. We've been watching every friggin' game of terrible teams. And then Go on. Uh, our team went to the World Series and lost. They went to the playoffs last year, lost in the wild card game. Now it's over that a year from hell, we're going to be facing 10, six to seven years. I'm telling you, it's six to seven years. It's more. I think it's going to be more. But. Uh, it's not. Of just competitiveness. I'm just saying, like, not fielding a terrible team. Like 99 and 2000, right? They made the playoffs. Sure. So, so 90 to 99, that's nine years. Okay, that's a longer time. 
What were they in 98, though? They just barely missed the playoffs. Oh, yeah. You don't remember 98? Can I remember I, you 98 remind very, you? very well. No, I remember it very well. What happened in 98? They collapsed down the stretch. They lost the wild card. They lost five games. The yeah. last five games of the season and lost the wild card. I, I know. And they won they didn't just lose it that year. Right. So that's 98. So it wasn't even, so it wasn't even, you know, it was in, in, and by the way, in 97, they were 88 and 74, Cal. They were fun in 97 because that was when they were supposed to start getting good. Right. But I'm saying seven years. Seven years. 90, they okay. were good. Uh-huh. 97, they were good. They go to the World okay. Series in 2000. 2005, okay. they come up a little bit. 2006, they're in the NLCS. 2007, right. they win 89 games and don't win the division. 2008, they win 89 games, don't win the division. Don't win a wild right. card either. Seven years. Right? Then they're back in the playoffs in 2015. It's like an itch. It's a seven-year itch. Or if you break a mirror. It's like the Mets break a mirror every seven years. Right. <laughs> because somebody they from the training staff was bringing the mirror out break. to the clubhouse. Right. They dropped <laughs> it. It shattered. And, oh, that's it. Next seven years, you're going to stink. They don't just break it, though. Like, they stand on top of the stadium and throw it. Right. And like think a it's a really good idea. Thing. And we'll tell you that they know it's a good idea. And you're being crazy. Right. <laughs> You know what's a great idea? We have this mirror. It's just hanging around. We're just going to dangle it from the upper deck. I don't want it anymore. Let's Listen, put it up on the my, spread, my spreadsheet tells me that there's no way this mirror is going to fall. <laughs> you know, I went to Yale and Dartmouth <laughs> and Harvard. So getting back to the Yankees, the, no, I'm not rooting for them. No, I'm not going to get on board with this team. No, I'm not happy about this at all. They were bad oh. for eight minutes. <laughs> it's true. Like, literally, they were bad for eight minutes. And they weren't even it's bad. Like, they won, like, was... eight five games last year. <laughs> like, so... like you, put a fish, you put a fish song on, right? And then by the time <laughs> the song is over, they're, they're good again. It's about the it same. Wasn't, it wasn't even side two of Song Remains the Same. It wasn't. Which is, which is just one song, by the way. It's just no quarter. That's right. It it's wasn't a version of no quarter. No, oh, well, they're back. Yeah, they're, they're back. It's like yeah. it's like the DJ bathroom break. Right. That's right. Bounce the around the room good. came on, and then the Yankees were good again. All right. I'm gonna go use the bathroom, have a smoke. By the time I come back, they'll be good again. Unbelievable. Now and here, they and here they are, and they're good again, and they're one game away from the World Series. They're one game away from the World Series, and we all know they're going to the World Series. Like, that's not a reverse jinx. That's not I, – I, I think it'll go to seven games. I think the Astros will find a way to get game six. Um, but I to certainly – way? They've got Justin Verlander going. Yeah, does that mean anything? Sure. How many times did they, how many times they have to beat up Corey Kluber? Kluber? How many times they got to beat up uh, on Kluba? How many times they got to beat up on, uh, and then now they beat Keiko? Come on. Come on now. It's a team Keiko, of destiny. Kluba, it's a team Miranda. of destiny. I'm just imitating the calls that I'm hearing on a regular basis. They are a team, team of, of destiny. destiny. They're very likable, too. They're very likable, They're team. not, though. 
They're really not. They're not. You don't really? like what, what, really, what, what they, don't you, you don't like, like about the Yankees, them? They're really not likable. Tell me, but but tell me what you don't like about them. I, everything. They're the Yankees. But what? Come on, be specific. I don't like the Yankees. <laughs> I don't care what if Aaron Judge is a great kid. Good. He's a Yankee. He's a gigantor. Goof, freaking Dave Kingman wannabe, and I've had enough of all rides. I've had enough. I've had enough. Uh, and Sanchez is a punk who can't catch. By the way, should be a DH well, next right. year, right? Because he stinks as a catcher. He really does. <laughs> He's a great hitter. I mean, they're they're great players, but it's uh, I'm you you I'm not getting to Jeter levels here on these kids that have been here for ten minutes. They're Yankees. What? No, sorry, sorry. Likable team. Not if you hate the Yankees. Well, didn't you root for them in '96? Yes, and that will be the last time. But what's the difference? Because the Yankee fans ruined it. The Yankee fans over these last 20 years have ruined it. I can never root for that team again. The, condesc- uh, the condescension that comes from a Yankee fan about their team, I can never root for them again. Ever. Ever. That's strong. They could play the Nats in the World Series, and I'd be rooting for its cancellation, just like I was in 2009 with the Phillies. Or eight. I, 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 I can't. I can't root for them. The Yankee fans have ruined them for me. Hmm. Okay. Is, is Judge a great player? I, I don't know. He's, a, he's, a, he's certainly a fun player to watch. He's an interesting player to watch. He's a Yankee. I don't like him. I don't want him to do well. It makes my life miserable. Hmm. I got to deal with... Yankee fans tell me how much better he is than it always comes back to how much better they are than the Mets and they are as fans as Met fans. Always. Better these players do, the more I suffer. The more I have to hear about it. It's, it's enough. It's enough. I know I sound like Joe Beningo right now. I don't want to sound like Joe Beningo. You don't sound anything like Joe Beningo. Well, I, 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 look, I can appreciate what they, uh, so this is the other thing I wanted to talk about, that if you go back in the RTU archives, the RT archives, as it were, you will hear me say back in March that I thought the Yankees would completely win a wild card and could compete for the division if they got any sort of pitching. And this was before we knew that Judge was going to be the second coming of freaking, you know, Frank Howard or whatever, or Frank Thomas. Frank Howard? You know, Frank Howard. Well, I'm, I was just trying to think of big guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, but I, I meant Frank Thomas. But the Andre the I, Giant? I, Andre the right. Gigantor. That's as from, big a guy uh, as I can think of. <laughs> no, from Speed. He's Gigantor from Speed. Gigantor, right. Yeah. Because um, I said if they get any sort of pitching, that lineup is fantastic. And that was without Judge being ridiculous. And the, NL, or the AL East wasn't that good. And I thought that anybody saying that they, oh, they're rebuilding and they're, how are they rebuilding? 
they've rebuilt. They rebuilt. It came faster than they expected, though. Yeah, but I was talking about Bird, and that's because they're getting pitching. And they made the trade for Sonny Gray, which was a huge trade, and he pitched well down the stretch. Tanaka's been fantastic in the playoffs. Severino became an ace over August and September. Like, they got pitching. They were always going to hit enough. With Matt Holliday, adding Matt Holliday, and then they traded for Todd Frazier, and even their lineup to begin the season. I was comparing I, – I sort of thought Bird might be not what Judge was. Judge was ridiculous. Judge was unheard of. But I thought Bird would be that guy. You know, the, the 35, 40 home run guy, maybe hit 300, you know, that kind of guy. He was hurt all year. Right, and I, I don't think he's that good. But I said back in April <laughs> – Threw that in there. He's good. He's good. I'm being I'm being petty. He's very good. Um, but I said that back in April, March or April. You go back and listen to the show. Why couldn't they compete for for the the AL East if they got any sort of end the bullpen? We said at the time the bullpen's ridiculous. They can play a five inning game. Mm-hmm. How much are they built right now, Cal? Like the Royals from two years ago. Almost entirely. No, they have much more power than the Royals did. They have much more power. The Royals were a better, I think, a better contact and hitting team. So you th- you balance that, right? Like the the Royals didn't hit for that kind of power, but they had like seven guys hit 300. The Yankees strike out 35 times a game, but they hit six home runs. Right. But I'm saying they're very similar teams. Young, homegrown guys questionable staff with guys that can dominate. There's guys, there's starters there. I mean, CeCe's turned back the clock. There's guys that can come out and dominate in a, in a start and give you five or six really good innings and a killer shutdown bullpen. Plus, the Yankees are athletic. They're very much like the Royals from two years ago. Okay. They're, they're going to be here forever, barring injuries. The next 10 years or at least, at, at least 15, 20 years. We're going to be doing this podcast in 2024, and, and we're going to be talking about Aaron Judge's seventh ring. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> Let's talk about this series really quick. Let's okay. go inside the numbers a little bit on this series. I have three questions for you. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would love for you to jump on. Can you jump on Google Hangout, or should we just be happy that you're on the line? Yeah, we should just be really happy that I'm on the line because I almost laughed when you said when we do the show in 2024. <laughs> be lucky right. if we do a show next week. Right. Yes. Uh, you sound great right now. Yeah, but you know, landline. It's great. You know, right. with my phone, my ear to the phone. Right. The only thing Kick, that works. Right. Kicking it old school. <laughs> Three questions. One, do you feel like this series is over? Follow up. Wait. I don't know whether do I should you... wait until all the questions are asked. Yeah, no, handle the first one first, because the second okay. one is based on the first one. Okay, so ask the question again. Do you think that the, the Yankees will win this series uh, tomorrow night? That's not the question you asked. Right. You can't, pull, you can't pull that one on me. 
I changed the question because I, I felt it was appropriate. <laughs> you said, do you think the series is over? Right. I, I will go back to that question. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we, you and I both might fall into Werner Herzog um, <laughs> via Paul F. Tompkins. And if people don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Comedy Bang Bang, uh, an unbelievable <laughs> episode of Comedy Bang Bang with Paul F. Tompkins and Bobby Moynihan, where... <laughs> Uh, Paul F. Tompkins played uh, Werner Herzog, which he's done before. Um, and Bobby Moynihan played Slow Pesci, Joe Pesci's brother. Slow Slow Pesci. Slow Pesci, but he's slower. It's, it's so goddamn ridiculously good. It's, it's unbelievable. Funny. Has PJ listened to it yet? I don't know if he has. All right, we'll check in with but him if, later. If he was out of Comedy Bang Bang, this is the one to get you back in. Right. Because those of Pesci, is that your full name? <laughs> um, so, okay, question number one, is the series over? No. Question number two, do the Astros win tomorrow night? Obviously they do. <laughs> tomorrow night? Um, well, they have to. If the series is not over, they would have to win tomorrow night. So let me, let me abandon that question. Or let me abandon that question. <laughs> I'm going to abandon it. I'm going to leave it out there by itself. Stand on the run. Stand on the run. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. Have we ever talked about how ridiculous that lyric is? (laughs) Oh. That is quintessential. Dan and I have this joke. Like, that is quintessential McCartney. (laughs) Like, what? we're so sorry, Uncle Albert, but we haven't heard a thing all day. Like, it's so British. Like, we're... (laughs) What is that? Fit? Like, what are you talking going... about? What's that? It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, we, we're right. And also, we always used to like throw like a curse in too. Like it would be like, we're so but we haven't heard a bloody mother grabbing thing all day <laughs> from the queen on down. Like it was just it's so out of ridiculous. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. But we're easily called away. Could you could you be more British? Could you be more British, Paul? Uh, we're so sorry, Uncle. Or if you put fake teeth in, right? Right, <laughs> like the fake terrible teeth. Yeah, just, like really so exaggeratedly sorry. fake teeth. Right, like PG's teeth, Uncle Albert. <laughs> but we haven't heard a bloody thing all day. Those are the um, real teeth, the BGs. <laughs> those weren't <laughs> fake. <laughs> who would fake those teeth? <laughs> who would claim to be that? Who is not? Um, where was I? So, so the series second is question. not over, and I would say that the Astros will win tomorrow. Okay. Though I think the Yankees could win. Do you, <laughs> way to hedge. Do you think? Let's see. Do you think that But the tea is on the boil, and we're so easily called away. Paul, what are you, Paul, what are you doing? 
Uh, we owe him a million dollars now, by the way. We do owe, we do owe him $8.7 million for those 62 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> great job by the producer right there. That's, that's that was great. The stuff. Well, it's getting to the end of the year. He wants producer of the year. This is where you put in your time. No, the, the other question was, can you see the Astros coming back and winning this series? Yes, easily. Easily, so yes. easily called away. <laughs> really, I'm gonna do the rest Keys of the show. The <laughs> I'm gonna do the rest of the show as Uncle Albert. <laughs> so you see the Yankees winning easily called away. <laughs> We're so sorry, Houston Astros, but we haven't hit a home run in a bloody year. Um, you could see the Astros coming back and winning the series. I could too, but I don't think they will. Yeah, I think I I would agree with that. I could see this going either way, but I think the Astros, I think the Yankees are going to win. Okay, so that that gives us a Dodgers. And I covered every Rangers. angle with that prediction. You really covered yourself up there. Okay, great. Yeah, the the CYA is is pretty strong for you there. That's it. That's what I do. I CYA. Um. If you if they go to a game seven, so Verlander pitches uh, tomorrow night on Friday, do you come back with – you have to come back with – if you're the Astros and they get to a game seven, you have to come back with uh, McCullers Jr., right? Well, you would have McCullers or Morton. Those would be your options. Right, but McCullers Jr. pitched so well in, in game three. I mean, he, he pitched did. fantastically. He did, but I mean, when you're talking about uh, Game Seven, do you want to put the kid in that's only pitched in you know a handful of games, but or do I you want to put the veteran in? I think that kid likes that spot. Yeah. I think he's that kind of kid. I think he liked um, pitching in Yankee Stadium the other night. I really do. He, he did have. not look scared. He did not he look well. afraid at the moment. He pitched great, which I predicted. Because only because of Mike Francesa. That's right. Who said over and over and over and over and over again that he would not last five innings, okay? Listen, we know McCullough is not going to pitch deep into this game. Okay. Um, well, I was surprised, too. I know you were. I was not. It's going to be uh, – uh, I wish I could use my powers of prediction for good. Why am I consistently using them for the Yankees and stuff – and they always pan out, and I can't use them for other teams. Yeah, it just it never works out that way, huh? does not work out that way. Um, so uh, the Yankees uh, will go to the World Series. That'll be great. Are you, are you going to go to the parade? Yeah, definitely. Okay, good. You should because they're a lot of fun. It'll be a fun parade. Yes, and, and a deserved one. It's been a long time for the Yankees. So, you know, they're long-suffering fans. It's been it's time eight years. They had that. Cal, it's been eight years since they've won a championship. I mean, yeah, that's but it's been seven. It's but it's only one in seventeen. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, how are they even functioning as human beings? Well, you know, you know how they functioned is they stopped watching until they got good again. <laughs> they entirely stopped watching the team, right? And stopped going to the ballpark. By the way, stop well. going. Yeah. 
Which, well, no, no, Cal. They're all in the in the suites. They're all in the restaurants. They're in the. <laughs> that's the that's the excuse, right? All those empty seats are just people in the restaurants. Right. It was the Yankee Steakhouse in there that yeah. was filled. Yeah. yeah. Let's be let's be honest. I've been there a million times myself. All right, people are. I know the lower seats uh, look empty. Everybody's up uh, upstairs. No, Mike. There's nobody there. There was nobody there for two years. Nobody's going. No, they're there now, though. Oh, they're there now. They're letting you know. All rise, Cal. All rise. Remember how much crap? Remember how much shit we took about the Dark Knight? Remember how much shit we took about that? Happy uh, Harvey yeah. Day. And Thor. Remember how much shit we took about that? And Thor. And right. Remember how much shit we took? Endless A shit. A lot. Yeah. But, we're, yeah. but we're, we can't say anything about All Rise, right? Like in the judge thing. What about the same size? He's so fun to watch. Yeah, he's a good kid. Yeah, great. And did you did you ever think you'd replace Jeter with Didi like this? No, I didn't. It's Didi, unbelievable. Uh, Gregorius is a great player. He's a really nice player. I mean, it's not like he wasn't a big prospect. They're like, oh, they plucked him. I mean, I know Cashman got him for nothing. I'm not disparaging the fact that he made a great trade. He did. But Gregorius was a huge prospect for years. The Mets were trying to trade for him like three times. Right. I mean, they wanted Harvey. Yeah, exactly. That was that trade. Hey, In let me ask you a question. Should have done. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> would you Would you make that trade now? Yes. Yes, I would. Well, no. I'm sorry. Of course, you would make it now. But would you make that trade back then, knowing what you know now? That was before the World Series in 15, right? Like before it would have been, the 15 it was in 14. Like it was in 2014. Right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you'd, you'd have to because Harvey's career is probably over. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're sitting here questioning whether he has a career anymore. Well, he deserves it too because of being the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. This is karma. Just like, just like when Aaron Judge, like – you know, hurts himself and, and, or hits 212 next year, uh, like the Dave Kingman he is. And, and, and everybody, like, he'll deserve this, right? Because all rise and the judge's booth and stuff like that, right? Like, no, 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 rock. you have it all wrong. He's not, doing any, he's not doing anything wrong. He's a good kid. Oh, uh, okay. I got Harvey's it. a bad guy, and he was only right. out to be a, a celebrity. Right. So he, he wanted to be Jeter. You can't be Jeter without the rings, all right? So you deserve this. Right, and I see, I, see how much, I see how much Aaron Judge is turning all of this down himself, too. He's, he's really... uh, listen, he smiles, so you know he's a good kid. Yeah. That's how you know. Well, it's going to be great when they're in the World Series. I'm really going to enjoy it. Well, it's a, it's a tough run right now. I, I feel bad for you. The, yeah, you're letting this bother you so I feel much. bad for you. I, I listen, we're both suffering. Yeah, I'm not suffering. I don't, I don't suffer these fools. Do you have Yankee fans in your life? They never shut up. You know it. I removed them from my life during this time. <laughs> Surgically. <laughs> Clinically. Um, I want to talk I about the uh, – so we, we had the Mets on there. We don't need to talk about the Mets and their manager search because who cares? Um, meet the afterthoughts. Meet the afterthoughts. <laughs> the afterthoughts. Step right up and ignore the afterthoughts. 
Well, it's well, it is real quick on that. It's funny that a guy that they didn't even bother to, to call, Ron Gardenhire, is going to become the new manager of the Tigers. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't look up Gardy. Nothing. Didn't even, didn't even bother to call him. Um, like Seven-time manager of the year and a former yeah. Met and came up in the system and nothing. We're not. We're not making didn't a call. Didn't bother. Wasted their time interviewing Alex Cora when Cora was going to the Red Sox, no matter what. Sure. Right, which they've already said once the playoffs are over, he'll go to the Red Sox. And then all the other guys with experience told the Mets to go F themselves. Pretty much. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Smith, pretty much nobody, Ventura. Nobody nobody's wants interested. Well, Ventura's not going anywhere, though. He said that. So neither is Asmus. No, no. Ventura has no interest in a job, and he purposefully came out and said this is not against the Mets. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm not taking any interviews. I don't feel like managing. Oh, okay. So you shouldn't – Ventura – Osmus didn't. Osmus said, I don't want that job. Ventura said, I don't want any job. I'm not managing. And, and he purposefully said Mets shouldn't look at this as me saying no to them. It's me saying no to everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, you, it's just, me. Right, just for the record. Osmus hmm. uh, completely said – Oh, I buy it. He he won't manage anywhere else. I think he, I think from everything I read, Cal, it seems he had a strong distaste for managing. Yeah, well, he won't. Yeah, he won't manage anywhere else because nobody's going to give him a job. Maybe he doesn't want one. I don't think he wants one. I really don't. Because nobody will give him one. No, I I, I mean I I think the Mets would have interviewed him. Absolutely. I think teams yeah. would have interviewed him, Cal. I I don't think his his experience with the White Sox would turn teams off to interviewing him. I think he's turned off by managing. Maybe. That's what I, that's what I read by his quotes. In any case, in any way, uh, Manny Acta, let's get him. He's going to be the manager. 150 games under 500 as a manager, Cal. That's pretty good, though, considering some of the managers they've brought in over the years. I, it's, 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 uh, un, I, I can't even fathom that. The only thing I'll say is that everybody hated Terry Collins when they when they first brought him in. Yeah, everybody. I mean, is, is like, that, that was a, everybody hated that, that pick. I mean, he was fine. It it took him a long time to get there. I, you know, I still don't think he was a great manager. No, it took him a long time to get there because they didn't give him the players to get there. When they gave yeah. him the players to get there, he got there. I mean, he was fine. What were our choices that off season? Back in 2010? 2010, he took over, right? I don't remember who the finalists were. I thought there was somebody else. I don't I'm remember. Maybe Garen. Garen might have been a finalist back then. Garen's always been a finalist. It's just enough of Garen. Always a bridesmaid, right? Bob Garen. Always I don't, even, I don't care if he's, a, if he's a, you know, the bride of Frankenstein. I've had enough of Bob Guerin. <laughs> that you should have said like Beningo. Right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I apologize. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, Collins took over in 11. So 2010 into 11. The 2010 uh, winter or fall is when they made the... He's the bride of Frankenstein, bro. Is that better? Is that more... I don't care if he's a bride of Frankenstein, bro. Um, I'm tired of I'm tired of Bob Guerin almost getting jobs. I, I really am. 
I just it's ridiculous. He he's I I don't want him. I don't want Chip Hale. I don't, I don't want these guys. <laughs> I would prefer at this point of all the guys that are left, I would like Joe McEwing. Why? Oh, happy birthday, Joe McEwing! By the way, today's his birthday. Great. Yep. Buck is, that is that right? Is his birthday? Is that right? Wow, wow, you're just you're ripping me now. No, I'm doing Beningo. I know you are, but you were doing it as almost like me. No, I'm doing it as I don't care for what you're doing. I can't do you. Don't care for what you're doing. Bro. (laughs) It's his birthday? He turned uh, 45 today. Wow. He's two years older than us, Cal. So so you're saying we have a chance to? Saying might as well. Hey, you know what? He's put together a solid 251 career average. He's 45 years old and has the exact same managing experience that we do. That's not true. He's managed in the minor leagues. Major league managing experience. Yes, that's very true. He but, is from Bristol, Pennsylvania. Oh, so he's a neighbor. Buck, Bucks County kid. Right. And he, uh, that's where I play hockey, at Grundy. Grundy at, Green in, in Bristol? Bristol, PA. Yep. Hey, does he play hockey, too? He probably does. He probably does. I don't know why. That'd be uh, cool if you ran into him on the ice. I should have went Philly style there. Yeah, he does. I, he likes water, what? and uh, he goes down to Broad Street and sees the Phillies, and uh, you know the Flyers are are playing down on Broad Street. And uh, what makes the Philly so. accent so distinctive? I don't know. It's it's equal parts like Delaware people have it. I don't know. It's a really distinct. Dialect, it really is. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I mean, but what makes the Brooklyn one? You know what I mean? It's very akin to that. It's very akin to like a Brooklyn dialect or a Long Island dialect. Like it's. It's. How did that happen? <laughs> well, Long Island was Brooklyn bastardized. Yes, that's how that happened. Yes, I. I think Philly is is somewhere between like Jersey. And maybe like Delaware or, you know, or like West Virginia or something like that. I don't know. That's strange. It's a, it's a strange dialect. He's a local boy. Local boy makes good. Well, so then that's your guy. That is my guy right now. Joe McEwing. You're hitching your wagon to the Joe McEwing campaign. Wagon hitched. Good. I hope I, you know what? At this point, I'll take him. I don't care. Really. I just want, he seems like a Met manager to me. Maybe I don't know. Nah, he just—he's like a scrapper. He's you know—he's just a—he played for them. He's just like a Met manager to me. You think he's the closest thing to Wally Backman they could get right now? That's right. And you want Wally Backman? That's correct. <laughs> would you want him now? Would you want to go yes. back down that road at this point? Absolutely. Take him in a heartbeat. You would. Absolutely. All right. Could you imagine him kicking ass on that team right now, like walking into that clubhouse? With, like, well, Syndergaard and Cespedes. I mean, it would be insane. It would be must-see TV. Yeah, but I don't think they would take him seriously. I, I think the kids would. I mean, not the kids. I, I think the kids that, well, no, the kids that were all with him would. The ones that played for him, maybe, yeah. That's half the team. Well, but I don't think he could get Cespedes and Cabrera under control if he needed I to. I don't think they care. <sighs> Cespedes and Cabrera, I don't think they care. It doesn't matter who the manager is. Maybe it's Manny Acta. Maybe they need to have Manny Acta there. 
That seems like where they're it's, – it's going to be Kevin Long, though. Kevin Long is going to be the I manager. I know. The hitting coach, Kevin Long. You dislike this strongly. I don't dislike this as much as you do. I don't know why. Why don't you? Why don't you? Because I feel like he's a really good hitting coach. <laughs> and I feel like and I feel like guys really like him. Uh, for a manager, you're a pretty good hitting coach. No, but I feel like guys I, I, here's what I mean. I feel like he's been on a uh, hitting coach on the Yankees with huge personalities and 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 guys there and stuff like that. That like Jeter, like you know, over those years. And I feel like with the Mets, like Murphy swears by Kevin Long. Like right. Kevin Long changed his career. You know, Granderson, the reason that Kevin Long was made hitting coach for the Mets is Granderson. The players speak of him really well. They seem to respect him a lot. I'm not saying I like it. I just don't hate it as much as you do. You want to know why I hate it? Yes, because he has no experience. It- no. Oh, wait. I meant, yes, I want to know why. I'm not going to guess why. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. I don't know how that came out that way. You don't? I do, kind of. I feel you do. Um, because he has no experience. I feel like I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, the real reason is because it's the classic case of when he's the hitting coach, right, he's the go-between between the manager and the players. So he's the player's right. buddy, and the players go to Kevin Long, and they're like, hey, listen, can you talk to Skip for me? Can you do this? And then Kevin Long gets to be the media in, in between, and then the dynamic changes completely when he's the guy. He can't be their friend anymore. Right. That's fair. That's the and dynamic he, and, that's and to, to <laughs> To make it about what I said, he, he's never been that guy before. No, he has no experience also. Right. So. Yeah, that's but fair. We'll I guess we'll see what happens, right? I guess we'll, we'll have to wait until the Yankees win the World Series, and then we'll, right. we'll see what the Mets do. Right, and then we get, then we get our manager. But right. it'll be Kevin Long, and then you'll hear, oh, yeah, the former Yankee is going to be your manager. Great. Oh, yeah, of course. So that'll be good. Well, they'll they'll all be so high on their World Series championship that it won't make a difference. So let's uh, oh, let's boy. go to the B block. We got some minutes here. Let's go to the B block. B block. The Jets. Cell block B. Cell block B. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. And cell block B. Um. Yeah, the Jets last week made you snap. What happened? Talk to us about it. Yeah, that was weird. I just, I just, I, yeah, I, I was went, really, went for you. I was really upset by what happened because I felt like they got screwed. Well, let me, let's talk about this game for a second. I know it's, it's four days later, but so Dan, our buddy, Dan, uh, take, took a ride out to uh Newtown where I live, not New Hope, um, <laughs> to watch the game. Did you meet him in Newtown for like at a bar? We did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> nice. So we watched the game. It was great. And the boys were all fired up for it, and they were watching the game. And, and as I said uh, to Dan, you know, he's like, hey, you want to get together for watch the game? I said, maybe if you can take a ride. I said, we might as well. It's probably the last meaningful game the Jets will play this year. Right. Um, and so he did. He took a ride, and we watched the game. And 
When they were up 14 nothing, I'm watching with my sons, who are all fired up that they're up 14 right. nothing. Because Dan is there. They're probably so psyched that he's there watching. No, no, no. They're them. watching the game. They're, no, they were, they were watching the game, especially Wesley. Like, Wesley was into the game. They're like, they scored no, but, but I'm saying, like, it's cool that you, now you got a buddy there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uncle Dan. That's what I mean. Big deal. Big deal. Uncle Dan. They made signs for him and stuff like that. We had the jersey roll out and stuff. It was great. No, no. Yeah. It was, it, they, were, they were totally fired up that he was there. And yeah. then the Jets are up 14 nothing. So it's like a big deal. It's a big deal. They go to the commercial break after the second touchdown. After the, uh, I think it was the Curly touchdown, right? Yeah. Oh, no, the Curly touchdown. Was it no, it was the Jenkins touchdown. touchdown. The Jenkins touchdown. They go to commercial. And the boys are going wild, and we're doing the Jets chant. And I turn to Dan, and I go, they don't know. And Dan goes, no, they don't. It's a shame. They, they don't, they, and he knew exactly what I was talking about. They don't know how this is going to end, but we do. <laughs> we, and Dan goes, maybe we tell them the game ends at halftime. They won't know. <laughs> They're too smart for that, though. They'll, they'll yeah. catch That's on. what I said. I said, Wesley will be like, he knows it's four quarters. But He'll be like, well, okay, what's going on here? The unspoken between Dan and I, like, Here's, here's what's the shame. We know how this is going to end. We know that Jets, up at 14 nothing at that point, are not winning this game. Or at the very least, if they win, it's going to be 31-28 on a ridiculous overtime. It's, it's going to be ridiculous. Right. We know that they're probably not going to win, and if they do win... It's going to be because they have to come from behind. And so as the Patriots start scoring, now the boys have lost interest a little bit. They're playing tackle football in the playroom, like just beating the crap out of each other, <laughs> uh, which is great. We just, we just let them go. You hear like, a, oh, they'd be like, everybody all right? Yeah. And then they're back at it like 10 seconds later. Um, the Patriots reel off these 21 unanswered points. And Wesley comes in. He's like, what happened? And I'm like, the Jets happened, buddy. This is what I've given you. But you, you, you're watching that game. At no point did you think the Jets, even up 14 nothing, I did not think they were going to win the game. I, you know what because I thought you're, you're they might... You're waiting for the run. You're waiting for the run. Oh, yeah. You, I knew the run would be there. But then when they, when they had that call turn against them that would have made it 24-21... Yes. Then I'm thinking, you know, I've, I've seen this game before, too, right. where the Jets hang around long enough to squeeze out a, a win at the end, in you know, overtime maybe, or a last-second field goal. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of got in on, on, on that side of it. On the Jenkins touchdown, that should have been a touchdown. Right. So then I'm, th- cause I'm thinking, like, when you see it, and then they go to commercial right after it. You're thinking it's 24-21, and there's like seven yeah. minutes left. And, you know, they might have a shot if they can hold them. Nine minutes left. Nine minutes left. Nine minutes left, yeah. Like, that's you know? how but up, up much in, But up until that point, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you at 14 nothing. I, I knew the Jets would be losing that game at some point soon. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> right? And that's exactly what that exchange was between Dan and I. Like, right. 
Right after they, they kicked the extra point to make it 14 nothing, we were like, if they only knew, these poor children, they just don't know. They're so <laughs> excited right now. And they don't know what's coming. But I, but I agree with you. The 24-21, the touchdown to Safarian Jenkins, which should have made it uh, 24-21 with nine minutes left, um, is a ridiculous call. It's an awful, it's an awful call. I work with a, uh, a woman, um, and she's lovely. She's a huge Patriots fan. And she's a legitimate well, Patriots fan. She's that's a an oxymoron. She's been watching them for 40 years. She's a legitimate Patriots fan. She is. She's not a Fairweather fan. She's way louder over the last 20 years, uh, I'm sure. Of course. But uh, so uh, in our interactions at work, I've been sticking little things in, like, uh, uh, you know, it. <laughs> Uh, just like in, into an email and we go back and forth about the Jets and the Patriots and stuff like that in a good natured way. And I just been sticking in these, like, you know, unlike the replayer officials who have no idea what they're doing, like in parentheses, like to a, like a work email. <laughs> and she wrote me back today and she's like, you seem really bitter about this. And she wasn't being jerky at all. She's like, you seem really bitter, you know, bad team, you know, teams get, uh, it's not the Patriots fault that that's the rule. He didn't secure the ball out of bounds. And, and, you know, the Patriots have had plenty of bad calls go their way. You know, or against them over the, and I'm like, all right, stop, stop. I, I turn into Popeye. I was like, that's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. Yeah, like, I don't care how lovely she is. I don't want to hear that right now. Yeah, like I, I just you can't you you can't be a Patriots fan and say that that was to the letter of the law and the rule because it wasn't, and also just admit it was a touchdown and you got a break. Like, why can't Patriots fans just admit they get a break? Just admit it. They Nobody's never taking do. your five Super Bowls away from you. Just admit it. The whole reason you have a dynasty is because of the tuck rule. Admit it. Because of a break. Because of a break. You got a break on a call. Like, it just it doesn't hurt to just be like, yep, that was a touchdown. We got a huge break there. No, mm-hmm. the letter of the law, and we've certainly been screwed on our share. No, you haven't. Oh, deflate gate, and they suspended Brady for no reason. So what? Yeah, they burned the they burned the tapes of of Spygate. They burned the tapes, Brian. The league office burned the evidence in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. That's not a joke. No, that's took, a literal thing that happened. They took the Spygate tapes to a back alley in Manhattan and burned them in a dumpster. You're going to talk to me about you don't get breaks? Come on. Come on. I couldn't. I, that, that, see, I snapped today. Mm-hmm. I was like, Five it's bad later. enough you got, the, you got the pass interference call on Jamal Adams which should have been an offensive pass interference call. Right. But th- this was not a like a oh, ref's interpretation or it's pass interference or it's a holding call. This was not a fumble. Period. End stop. They're cover their ass uh uh and it's not the reason the Jets lost the game. They probably would have lost anyway. But it certainly makes it a different game at 24-21 with nine minutes left, doesn't it? Of course it does. Yes, of course it does. The league's cover-your-ass explanation of he fumbled a second time is nonsense. 
nonsense. He never lost control of the football, even out of bounds. He fumbled the ball. I love that. They insist he fumbled the ball. He never fumbled the ball. Never left his hands. And at at worst, at worst, they did not have enough to overturn the ruling on the field. Isn't that the idea? They didn't have enough to overturn the ruling on the field. That it was a touchdown. They didn't have enough. They didn't remotely have enough. Uh, so, please. She's lovely. But come on now. Come on now. Well, we all get, you know, they get breaks. And when you you should, and then she came with the condescending patriot shit. Which is the same thing Yankee fans do. You know, you, you should be really happy. You guys played us really tough, and you're still relevant this year. Ugh. Ew. Such a backhanded, ridiculously condescending. Your little team did so good. They were so close. Aw. Did you think you were going to win? Aw. That's adorable. Ugh. Save it. Patriots fans and Yankee fans, get together. Go bowling. Because you do the same, the same crap. Did you think your little team was going to win? So cute. Now, step aside while the real team plays. That's what it is. You know what my wife would say? I don't. I have no idea how to answer that question. About... about this lovely Patriots fan that you know? Yes, yes. My wife would wish diarrhea upon her. <laughs> Is that a thing that she does? That's a thing, yeah. That's, she doesn't want anybody to really suffer, but no. she wants somebody to be really uncomfortable if yes. like, she thinks that there's a problem. Yeah. That's fantastic. She's not That's wishing what she illness. Wishes, she wishes that upon on people. Yeah, she's not wishing illness. She's just... Well, she's, I mean, a stomach illness, but... Right. Temporary. But not a prolonged... Temporary anything. uncomfort. Discomfort. Uncomfort. Yeah. <laughs> uncomfort, too. She's actually uh, wishing the a temporary comforter. It's a nice... It's feathered down. But it should be scratchy. She wants it to be scratchy. They can all... Uh, they can all have each other. Yeah, I mean... Every, just, every last no, one of them. That, that game... So you snapped... Um, we're, we're going to go to the fun load in a couple of minutes, but I want to hear you talk about, you know, you, you're so down on the Mets and the Mets destroyed you this year. You weren't into the Jets. You haven't watched the Islanders yet at all. Well, that's not true what, either, what was it? What you watched, what, opening night? You haven't watched a game yet, have you? I, I've watched three, actually. What three games have you watched? I watched opening night. Right. That I went well. watched... Uh, what was the second game? Who did they play? Sabres. It Sunday, right? No, no. I watched I watched opening night, the Friday night game, then the home yep. opener, Saturday night. Right, against the Sabres, right? Right, and tonight. Oh, you watched tonight? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, what's interesting is that somebody didn't start doing their math homework until 10 o'clock. <laughs> Because nobody was around to, to babysit them. Right. 
So that was that was the time when they decided they didn't know how to do cube roots. Right. And I have uh, no idea that you do. Cube I don't roots. know. Didn't the teacher teach you this? I don't know. Weren't you there? Yeah. So didn't you teach you? I don't know. <laughs> this is what we were dealing with. Actually, actually, spoiler, I don't Did you watch the game? I did. Okay. Um, this all started during the shootout. Great. That was Great. the precise moment when I was told that I needed to help. Great time for that. Yeah. So. Um, um, so why did I why did I snap on Sunday? Yeah, why was this the break? Why was that Jets who you have no expectations out of? Um, uh, you know, the, the Mets uh, had the, a season from hell, and uh, mm-hmm. you're not really into the Islanders yet, um, or you're not putting any expectations on the Islanders. Why did this snap you? I don't know. I can't figure out why I got into this game. It, and it was a, it was a specific. It was just a, the particular situation, right? It's not like I'm not into the Jets, you know. It's not like um, I, I I think they're going to do anything, or I it just yeah. I happened to year, had you. Um, I never. I hadn't sat and watched an entire game this year. No. Right. So this is week six, and you're watching your first game of the year. I just, you know, I, I, where was I? I forget where I was before the game started, but I figured, you know, I'm going to record it just, just in case. Let's see what happens. And then I got wrapped up in, in my Sunday activities. And right. then like around 3.30, I said, oh, let me sit down and watch the game. And then what happened was the Jets jumped out to that 14 nothing lead, and I right. got invested in the game, right? If they, if, they had, if they had come out of the gate, Sloppy, or or the Patriots were winning early. I w- I probably would have fast forwarded through most of the game. Right, but you so get, they went up fourteen nothing early, and you're in now. You're watching it. You're trying to watch it without fast forwarding. Right. Yeah, I just I kind of got invested in this particular game, and I was impressed by the way they were playing. I thought they played yep. really hard. Yep. Um, I thought the game plan was great. I thought they were executing. Most of what they were trying to do, there were still some issues and there were still some things about this team that you can see it's not a great team. Right. But I gave them a whole lot of credit for, for sticking with, with the Patriots. And I just yeah. sort of like, I, I, it just like snowballed throughout the game so that when they finally got screwed, uh, that, that upset me. Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't think they deserved that. Well, you're seeing kids. You, I'm. I've been watching them a lot, actually, because I've just somehow been able to watch them on Sundays. Um, that won't happen this weekend, but um, you're, you're seeing the, what you want to see. You're seeing a guy in Josh McCown who knows he stinks. He's trying his hardest. Going to make mistakes. Not pretending to be something he isn't. Not right. portraying himself as the starter or some guy who should be getting twelve million dollars a year or something like that. He's happy to be here. Happy to have a job. He's going to work his ass off. He's going to do his best. He's going to make mistakes because he's not a good quarterback. But he's also going to make a couple of plays. He's got a good arm, and he's, and he's a good athlete, and he's working his ass off. You know, he's easy to root for, even when he gives the game away, which he did in this instance by throwing that interception did. late in the, in, the, in, the, in the first half. Yeah. And you're still rooting for him. And you're still like, ah, Josh. You know, but the kids are playing well. And that's what you want to see. They're they're playing hard. Last year they did not play hard. No, they were a bunch of of old overpriced veterans that didn't care. This year they're playing hard. That's the big difference. Right. So I could see you easily getting invested in that game. 
Like Jamal Adams working his ass off, playing his ass off, playing really yeah. well, playing Gronkowski, getting beaten, coming back, making tackles. You know, Darren Lee had a couple of tackles for losses again. Like he's trying to figure it out. Um, you know, they have a lot of young, the, the offensive line giving McCown all day. <laughs> yep. All day. Very young offensive line, like guys that should be there for a few years, like Shell and like, and like Wesley Johnson. And, you know, th- there's guys that should be there for a while. Carpenter's really good, you know? So you're enjoying that. Yeah, you see a guy like Safarian Jenkins that had that had struggled his first yeah, couple years in the league. Twenty five years he was old. supposed to be he was supposed to be good coming out of college and now he's finally like showing some of that potential. Yep. He's the guy I wanted over Jason Morrow. That was the year they took Jason Morrow. And Yes, and, that's right. Uh, and Safarian Jenkins went in the first round and I, that was the tight end I wanted. Right. I remember and that. He's, he's turned his life around, which is a great story, and he's a tremendous talent. Yep. Like a tremendous talent. So it, it's it's enjoyable to watch these guys do this, right? So when they do get robbed in that fashion, and where CBS a terrible job covering it, so you, you get no explanation from the referees. They came back from commercial, and the Patriots had the ball on the twenty yard line, and the score was twenty twenty four to fourteen. Right. They're like, they're like, what just happened? How is that not a touchdown? Oh, I can't. You should be happy. Your team's relevant. You didn't think they'd even do this much. Yeah, I should be happy that they lost to the Patriots. In a game that they could have won, when they're playing their asses off, I should just be happy we're in the game? You know what? Diarrhea. Diarrhea. All right, let's go to the fun load. Apologies to the Islanders. We have time. Great win tonight. Holy cow. Cal, I'm not going to make it. Don't get me started. I'm not going to make it if I have to watch every game that way. It was game seven. I don't, know how you, I don't know how you watch this team every night. Why? I thought They're they played great. Infuriating. Oh, totally disagree. Totally disagree. Hey, they scored a power play goal. Yeah, oh yeah. That was good. Two minutes into the game. Uh, I totally disagree that they're infuriating. I thought it was a great hockey game tonight. I thought they, you know, they, they had a rough third period. The Rangers came back and tied the game. Um, it was a wide open game. They obviously could have scored more goals. The Rangers could have scored more goals. Um, there was a lot of wide open play. I thought Barzal was the best player on the ice, um, which is fantastic. 20 year old kid. Um, and, uh, they got the two points and that's what they needed to do. So uh, I, you know, but it, game seven shouldn't stress me out that much. Stress me out a lot. It's the Rangers. If that's against like you know the the you know the Predators or something, I'm not that into it. Yeah, you probably are. I'm into <laughs> it, but I'm not. I'm not. I I was like playoff atmosphere in game seven. You know, because of the start they've got off to. I can't for a second imagine that you disliked. I can't. I have no. Can you just tell me why you hated watching this team? Tonight? No. I don't think because oh, you won't give me any. You you won't lend any credibility to what I have to say. I will totally. I, I nonsense. Your Honor, nonsense. <laughs> You've been watching hockey for thirty-five years. Of course, I will. I wow. Of course I will. It's the it's the same thing I've been saying about this team 
for years. Right. For years. They do a great job of creating opportunities. They right. just never convert. They don't finish. That frustrates you. Never. This game yeah. should not have been as close as it was. The Rangers yeah. should never have gotten a point out of this game. And they don't play 60 minutes. Ever. I See, I, I, I will take issue with one thing. I didn't think they quit on that game by any means. Oh, I thought that I thought they were I thought they took some shifts off in the third period. Absolutely. Oh, I disagree wholeheartedly. On defense and on offense. I thought Not they played them. I thought they played poorly. There's a difference. There's a huge difference between playing poorly and taking shifts off. I don't think anybody okay. took a shift off. I thought they played poorly. All right, maybe maybe that's not fair. Maybe also because they had eleven skaters that they were tired. They had eleven forwards. Yeah. Yes, they had seven defensemen, and he didn't use Hosang in the third period. Right. Why? He played one shift for one minute because he was a liability. That's why. <laughs> there are nights where Josh Hosang's going to be a liability. He's not going to play in the third period of a tight game. It's just not. I think the other reason, and I, I bet you he sits on Saturday night. I bet you Bovillier plays. The other reason that I bet you Hosang got sat was because he didn't shoot that puck when he had a great opportunity that he created for himself down low and he looked to pass again. Yep, probably. I bet you. When are, I don't know when they're going to learn their lesson. It's not a matter of learning their lessons. The, the kid's got to learn to shoot the puck. I mean, this That's is a, a lesson. But it's a distinctly Hosang problem right now. Barzal doesn't have any problem shooting the puck. Bovillier doesn't have any problem shooting the puck. Their other young players don't have this problem. This is a Hosang. I, I mean, I've watched every minute of all seven games. This is a distinctly Hosang problem right now. He is consistently looking to set somebody else up instead of shooting. And I think it pissed off Wade tonight. Because that was a golden opportunity that he created for himself with his brilliant stick handling and his brilliant skating. And he was in by himself, shoot the puck. They tried to get Pollock in the lineup tonight. They did. I mean, how good was Pollock tonight? Pollock's great. Pollock's really good. I thought, he, I thought he made some mistakes in the third period. No. Not really. Okay. Mayfield did. Pellick played. Pellick had a turnover late. A bunch of guys had a turnover late. Pellick played a really strong game. I mean, Pellick for a time was was paired with Boychuk on the first pair. He sat Letty. Right. Because Le, Pellick was stronger on the puck than Letty was. Just a, just a, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the first part. I will not say they took shifts off. I thought they played poorly. There's a, there's a difference. So why did they play poorly? I think because they, the, the Rangers were uh, uh, sort of forcing their will on them, and they gave up a lot in the defensive zone, and they didn't play within the system that they had been playing. You know, Butch, Butch uh, Goring talks about it all the time, right? Like gap control and stuff like that. Like those are real things. The players get outside of their game 
and they had too many turnovers in their own end. Again, turnovers in your own end aren't necessarily a sign that you're giving up or not playing hard. They're mistakes. You're playing poorly. You know, you make mistakes that are, that are physical mistakes, like making an error in baseball. It's not because you're mailing it in. It's because you make an error. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. And I've seen this team mail in shifts. I don't think that was the case tonight. I really don't. All right. I really think they were trying. I really think they were just making, they made some bad plays. And they found a way to get the two points. You know, I thought Brock Nelson played a really strong two periods. He's been edgy. He's played really well this season. He really has. I would, I would agree. You know, but, but a guy like Bailey drives you crazy. You know, and he could have won the game at the end there. Um, like, Bailey makes a move like that, and you're like, where is that? How is mm-hmm. that? Oh, that's right. You're Josh Bailey. You can never finish. That's right. <laughs> never mind. Like, that's why you're not an elite player, because you have those moves, but you can never finish, ever. Right. Were you happy like, with Tavares tonight? I thought he played hard. Um, I uh, was not happy with him, though. Overall, he hasn't scored in six games. I mean, is, it, is, it, is it wrong to expect that he would be better right now? No, I, I don't. It's I, I have a problem with better. It's not, it's not. It's not for lack of effort. That's my problem. It's like the 350 hitter who's hitting 220 to start the season. Like, it's not like he's not trying. I mean, what did he have, like seven shots tonight? Like, it's not like he's not trying. Could he be trying too much? Maybe. Could he be trying to do too much? Always a concern with him. Always. Mm -hmm. Always a concern with him because he's a perfectionist. Totally could be a concern with him. Like I thought on the penal- uh, on the penalty kill, he was fantastic. Like he's he's it's not like he ain't playing hard. I thought the first line was good again. I thought they generated chances and stuff. They have puck possession. That's what they want to do. Um, but they're not scoring. They just haven't scored yet. I don't know. I I I, I I'm more of an optimist than many people are when they watch the Islanders. Uh, but I also think. Playing a little bit now, I I I see things that touch differently. Oh, like you a little definitely, bit differently. You can speak to it a lot better than than and No, than not a lot can. better because I've played in freaking ten games. Yeah, it's ten but games I, more than us. But I, I but I just I'm seeing things that touch differently. I'm just seeing them a touch differently. Um, I like that he put Pollock in the lineup tonight, and they got a power play goal in the first opportunity, and the power play looked better. Um, you know, the kid is a, the kid is a bit of a liability defensively. He is at the NHL level. Like they got to figure out if he can be a NHL defenseman. He made a couple of nice plays tonight. He made a couple of bad plays, you know, I mean, he didn't have a ton of five on five ice time, but in any way, I thought we were going to talk about the honors. I'm glad you watched the game tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good game. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a bad game. They won. That's the important thing. It is, but we just watched it, it very differently. 
they just drove me crazy watching them. And I right. can't imagine like, – they don't drive you crazy, so that's how you can watch every game. They don't drive me crazy in that way. They don't. Yeah, they would, I, I couldn't handle watching that every night. Because chances are going to result what? in goals eventually. It, are you really? Yes. Okay. It's like when you it's like when you hit a you know when you hit the ball hard for two weeks and and you you know you're you're hitting one twenty five, like those are you keep hitting the ball hard you're gonna get hits. Yeah no I but sometimes you wind up hitting two twenty five for the year though. Right, but they were they were like third in the league in five on five goals last year. Like they they can score. They're the 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 shots are gonna go in. All about special teams for them. It is. If they score power play goals and they are good on the PK, they will win games. That's that's the bottom line. Because the five on five goals are going to come. They are. They they're just they're going to come. It's a it's a, it's it's literally a matter of time. <laughs> it is. It just. I mean, that that is. You keep generating that many good scoring chances. You have that much puck possession. You control the, the the puck that much in the offensive zone. You're going to score goals eventually. Do you have to say it more times than you say Beetlejuice to conjure it up? Correct. It's it's five times. They're going to score. It's exactly. going to come. <laughs> Let's go to uh, PJ. Hi, Peach. Quackity quack 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 quack. We have a caller, Peach. Are you seeing this? Oh, we had a caller. Yeah. He hung a up. Four, Come on. A 404 number. Yeah. You really want to see what that's about? Come on. I just want to see what the area code is. Okay. I'll wait. Georgia. Who would be calling us in Atlanta, Georgia? To talk about the Islanders. <laughs> Michael Stipe. It was Michael Stipe. <laughs> He's a big Islander fan. Huge Islander fan. <laughs> Um, hey, Peach. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you want hey. to talk about in the fun load tonight? Hi. Fun stuff. Have you ever, you said something before, and I can't remember what the trigger was, but it made me just think of this quick question. Have you, are you the type to ever do, uh, give up something cold turkey? Do you just, can, can, can you just walk away from stuff, or do you need to wean off of things? So I gave up cold turkey. Cold turkey. Stop <laughs> punching in the face next time I see you. I had a problem with cold turkey. <laughs> Could not stop eating it. Could not stop eating it. And then cold just cold turkey, delicious. man. Just cold turkey. See, I warmed it up ever like a little bit each time. <laughs> So it, it was less cold each time, and then I was able to get off of cold turkey that way. So you had to wean off, right? You weaned right. off cold turkey. Like I you did. had to go 15 seconds microwave, just 15 seconds. Just a little bit more and more each time. I'm going to answer your question, but I want to ask this question first. What's the perfect <laughs> amount of time in the microwave for a piece of cold pizza? Um, uh, PJ, what's the best way to to lick a bicycle tire? This does not compute to me. You don't put pizza in the microwave. Yes. yes. Oh, I love it. Listen to me. What's the matter with you? 
<laughs> you put you put pizza in the microwave for ten seconds. Oh yeah, ten fifteen seconds. I Boja. put it in there for ten fifteen seconds. It's still cold. I'm talking Heretics. about pizza that's been in the fridge. Pizza that's been no. in the fridge, wrapped it. I'm not talking about pizza that's been out on the counter. Pizza that's no, been no, out no, on the no. counter. No, no, you're, you're you're missing it. You're missing the point. Pizza that's been out on the counter, you go with. Missing it. PJ, tell them where you put the pizza. Cal, what's the proper amount of mayonnaise to put on your Jello? <laughs> Two spoonfuls. Everybody knows that. Well, it depends on the Jello, but yeah, you don't put mayo on Jello. It's so I don't have time to put it in the oven, and I like cold pizza. If you like cold pizza. I just have to take a little bit of the. I just want the cheese to just have a little heat. That's all. Oh, oh the delicate genius needs the chill. Take it off the cold Listen pizza. It it gets it gets the oils going again. That's all I want. I want the oil going. All right. How do you heat up your pizza? You get the oven involved and the tin foil. I don't have time. First of all, in my house, it's very likely the oven is on 24-7. You <laughs> <laughs> just walk into the room and there's a warm oven somewhere. You're like Emerald's <laughs> Kitchen at all times. Yeah, yeah. It's always, the fires are always going. Yeah. This is like a 1778 uh, kitchen with a permanent stove on. Like a coal stove. <laughs> yeah, like a, just a fire just going at all, with a kettle on it at all times. Right. We have a guy. A hearth. You have a hearth. We have an oven guy. <laughs> we have an oven guy. He keeps the oven on at all times. Right. No, what do you, give me your cold pizza protocol. I'm talking, let me give you the specifics. Cold pizza, day before, wrapped in tin foil, as you should do, wrapped in aluminum foil, Reynolds wrap, if you will. Um, and you're taking it out, you know, this is, this is 24 hours later. This is next night. You take it out of the refrigerator. It's been wrapped in Reynolds wrap. You just go in. Because I've just gone in, but I find if I throw it in the microwave for 10 seconds, I have a perfect pizza, cold pizza. It's still cold enough. You don't find that it instantly corrupts the texture of the crust. <laughs> it gives it drugs? It rubberizes in- it. The integrity of that crust. Ten seconds. Oh boy. You're a microwave snob. That's what you are. If you you have you put that pizza in for ten seconds, you have ten seconds to eat that crust before it's ruined. <laughs> I just it doesn't ten That's seconds true. does not ruin the crust. That's true. That's a general rule of microwaves. If it took you two minutes to cook it, you've got two minutes to eat it before it's garbage. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. All right, so what's your protocol there? What do you do with that piece of pizza? You just take it out of the Reynolds wrap and eat it? In the time it takes me to pour a drink, it has uh, warmed up just enough. <laughs> Are you making a drink with, like, seven ingredients? <laughs> By the time I make my Harvey Wallbanger, it has Sometimes my like very dry Manhattan. Tonic with my pizza. Sometimes I just need to crack a beer. Cal, are you are you doing anything to that? Are you going oven? 
Or you just well, keep going the first, in. Here's, here's the first problem. My pizza doesn't come out of the refrigerator. My pizza comes out of the freezer. I don't even know who you are anymore. You're one of mm. those. All right. I see what's happening. So you yeah. go night before you put it in the freezer? When there's pizza left over, I wrap it up in, in my favorite aluminum foil product, <laughs> and I put it in the freezer. I love how you won't endorse anything. <laughs> I'm not getting paid. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah, we have, we have gotten no check. Insert your favorite <laughs> aluminum foil product. Whatever you then, use. Then no that pizza is good for weeks. That pizza's never making it weeks in my house. That's the problem. That's well, okay. It's coming back the next day. That's there's fair. an essential problem with frozen pizza, which is Great that bending. it loses about thirty percent of its moisture when you put it back in the oven. Yeah, see, when I put it back in the oven, it comes out. I can pretty much recreate the the pizzeria <laughs> pizza. <laughs> You go 325? What are you going with that? 350. 350, come on. What is this, amateur hour? 350 cookie sheet aluminum foil. Aluminum foil on the cookie sheet. Of course. Aluminum foil on the cookie sheet, yeah. It should be called the food load. Food, again. It's actually the same aluminum foil I've wrapped it up in, in of the course. freezer. Of course, yeah, you just do the unwrap. Listen, when I heat it up for the boys, I heat it up. Boys don't eat cold pizza. They're not ready. My son doesn't eat cold food at all. Really? Nope. That's a problem. Hmm. The only thing he will touch that is cold is cheese or salami. There are no other cold foods that he will touch. That is very specific. Has the experimentation for this gone on for years? Like, yep, cross that one off the list. We'll not have yeah, cold ham. We'll not have cold ham. It's something that we used to joke about, uh, that his uncle is the same way, and he has followed in his uncle's footsteps. That's magnificent. Yep. Oh, I love that. Like, like he won't eat gazpacho? No. <laughs> no. Has that come up a lot? You could make yeah. him his I'm absolute favorite thing. Let, Sorry, Dad. Let's let's say you make him turkey. Sure. Cold and, turkey. And, no. Cold turkey. He won't Hot be able turkey, to quit it. He'll, loves it, loves it, loves it. Can't get enough of it. Next day, it's lunchtime. Hey, do you want some of that turkey? Okay. And then, you know, make him a turkey sandwich with cold turkey, he won't touch it. I thought you were going to heat it up. How about cold cuts? No. Salami. Except salami. Salami, yes. What hmm. is it about salami? Has he talked about it? Maybe written about it? Has he journaled about it? <laughs> He's blogged about it. I don't know. Maybe He's it's just the salt. It? I don't know. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Does not eat cold food. Cal, do your kids have any odd sort of uh, eating things? Because that's odd. Yeah, all of them. All of their things are odd. Oh, really? Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, they have to they have to rinse the sauce off of the the macaroni when they eat it. What now? What? Yep. Yeah. 
What does my, that even yeah. mean? My daughter doesn't eat tomato sauce on macaroni anymore either. Yeah. What do you mean rinse it off? Well, because we're we're not going to cater to their whims and make them separate pasta anymore. They're going to have to adapt to what we serve them. No, they won't. <laughs> They'll just ruin your night. Well, they they, I, ru- they do. They ruin the night, and then they take the sauce off. There you go. So they and nobody's take, happy. So let's say you make penne. Right? You make penne nice. Mm-hmm. Right? You put the sauce in. It probably jarred sauce. You don't have time. You're not making gravy. I haven't had penne in years. It sounds so good. It's delicious. I Always haven't eaten it in years either, but the boys have it all the time. Um, Always ziti. All right, so you make the ziti. You put the jar of classico in, get the whole thing going there. They take their pasta over and they rinse off the sauce. Yeah, they'll rinse it in the in the in the sink. And then they'll eat the ziti. And then they'll eat wet ziti, wet plain ziti. I I can't. This is I can't, I have well, no. Let me let me um, let me clarify it. They'll have maybe like four pieces of ziti, and then right. seven pieces of bread. Of bread, right? And that's what they eat for dinner. That's why we have to take the bread off the table. Are your are your kids carb junkies? Like Wesley's, like it. It's it's insane. Never seen anything like it. Yeah, they love carbs. Kid loves. He loves, by the way, this pasta thing, I'm not going to be able to get over, by the way. I'm not going to be able to get over it. What, rinsing the sauce off? Yeah, I just, what's wrong with the sauce? I don't like it. A lot of times it's, a lot of times it's, they don't like, it's just too much sauce. So well, they just, how about you, you make the pasta and you put the sauce in a gravy bowl and they can control the sauce? Yeah, how about the eat when we make them? <laughs> They're not going to do Let's it. Let's try that. No, but I, you know, how hard is it to, to put the, the pasta, the gravy in a, in, a, in a bowl? They will put a lot of Pecorino Romano cheese on their plain pasta. Oh, that my kids do. are cheese, cheese junkies, just like me, just like the old man. We split, PJ, your kids eat a lot of cheese? We split the box of macaroni in half now. I just, I don't even bother. I just, I put half aside and put some butter on it. Why don't they like sauce? We, sometimes they don't. That right now, it's we, more about they want to know that there's two kids. options out there. They want to know that there's two <laughs> separate bowls. Right. You made they the choice with butter, right? Yes, I made the butter kind. Yes. They want choices. As if, as if that's a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> you made the kind with butter, right? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was able, I was able I to put that... Had a butter on the hot. Pasta. I own a food mill from Sur La Table. I make my own gravy. I take the seeds out of the sauce. I add I add the tomato paste. I let it cook all day. I make my own meatballs. Grill the sausage. It's a whole project. And then they come down the hall and go, I want butter. You put butter on it. Wait, and I turn on to kill Anderson? Show <laughs> <Yo>, me butter. <laughs> Very good at playing a woman. Show me pasta. 
Top five answers on the board. Um, <laughs> that's insane to me. <laughs> Boy, my kids are not doing that stuff. Oh, give them time. No, I mean they're they're, they're just it's they're 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 solid eaters. They're not magnificent eaters, but there's a lot of like I don't want to eat this or I don't want to try this. I get a lot of that, but it's just from sight. Mm-hmm. And then they'll and then they'll try it and they'll either be like, well, I don't like it, or they'll you know and like we, I you know I I don't get a lot of like, I don't like the way you made it. That's all we get. My son will eat the grossest things on the planet. My son the other day ate uh, a chicken breast that was stuffed with jalapeno poppers. Oh, I want to go to there. <laughs> <laughs> He'll eat that, but when the macaroni comes out, I want butter on it. I don't want sauce. I don't want butter. I don't like macaroni. What the turns into Louis Anderson? That is weird. And yes, they they immediately become infantile when they. I want butter. I want butter on it. Everybody abuses the locatelli cheese. That's what it's there for. I got a good one for you. They won't oh, eat it if it's Parmesan cheese. It's got to be Roma- uh, Pecorino Romano. I respect well, you that. Them well. I respect that. At least that. they're on the right path. That's good. My yeah, kids will eat They won't even eat it. They'll eat, they'll eat, they'll eat uh, Pecorino Romano. They'll eat Parmesan. Uh, but they know the difference. Oh, yeah. No, they know the difference, too. They just won't yeah. eat it. They'll eat I all three. Just... Yeah. But they, they know the difference. We were just in Italy, the Mario Batali, you know, Italian market. Sure, yeah. I know we almost that too. We almost dropped about $75 on this really amazing um, Parmesan Reggiano. Right. And at the last second, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, who am I kidding? My kids won't touch this. Like, <laughs> yeah, but this you is will. Gonna, this is, I couldn't, it couldn't buy it just for me. But the Parmesan, no, you can't spend 75 bones on Parmesan Reggiano just for you. On but you private can, cheese. But when you get that. This is my private cheese. <laughs> We're so I'm your sorry. private cheese. Cheese <laughs> that was money. $75 for me. Was that um, Peter Turner? I guess. I don't know. Didn't work out. Um, <laughs> so like I sound like Ike Turner. We did sound like Ike Turner. Will you get Parmesan Reggiano um, to slice, like a sliced cheese with like uh, – uh, so I get that a lot from um, one of the local stores or whatever. It's like a really good I, – I will eat it as a sliced cheese. No? No good? Crumbles. We like crumbles. Yeah, it's got to be like – oh, you know, they do, they do like the cheese grater. They get a kick out of that. They have a party with that? If you put the cheese in the grater, like the the one that you spin the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they love and that. You, and you make your own. It's like a make your own sort of situation. Yeah, that's good. They're very they DIY. Like they're very DIY. Your kids. Well, it's, in certain cases, otherwise they want everything else done for them. <laughs> right, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. Can you make me eggs? I'm always making eggs. They eat a lot of eggs. That's great. Protein? I get up at 5 in the morning every day to make my daughter an egg, which she does not eat. <laughs> Sounds like the beginning of a song or a poem. No, my wife and I call it the daily proof of love. I, she has to have the egg 
So I get up, make the egg. She likes it with a little salsa, a little cheese, that, that, that. Put it on the plate. She comes out. I'm not really that hungry. Okay. The daily proof. And then you eat it? And then you eat it. I eventually eat it. I don't want to eat anything at 5 a.m. <laughs> so it sits there and gets cold. Congealed with the turkey? With the turkey. I keep the turkey in the freezer. I, next to the pizza. Right next to the pizza. <laughs> I quit smoking relatively cold turkey. So I had, my last, I had my last cigarette on August 20th, 2010, mm-hmm. at about 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> and I was with you earlier in the evening, PJ. And you said, we that's had, it? We had recorded uh, some music with Keith. Uh, had a good time. I had about four or five cigarettes when I was hanging out with you at the studio. Mm-hmm. Not in the studio, as it were. Uh, and then if you remember, I drove with Keith. Uh, you might remember this night. Drove with Keith to meet uh, Matt in Red Bank. And I was going to stay over at Red Bank because Teresa was in Texas for her baby shower for Wesley. And I've been trying to quit and you know, going down like, oh, I'll have four in a day or something like that. Trying to quit, trying to quit. And then uh, Matt and I hung out to the wee hours of the morning. I had a cigarette at about 4 o'clock in the morning with him. I said, this is my last one. That was on a Saturday night. Sunday, I didn't have any. Monday, I went to work. I put one in my mouth in the morning to have one. Never lit it. Put it down. Have not had a cigarette since. That's amazing. So that was relatively cold turkey. And uh, anybody got one, by the way? Um, I don't miss it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't look askance at people that still smoke. It, uh, you know, I'm, I'm around it. Doesn't bother me. Um, I think it was probably about four or five months. You know, where, like at first, like I kind of wanted one, but um, so yeah, there you go. Quit that cold turkey. Other All things right. in my life cannot quit cold turkey. Hmm. Never gave I'm, up sugar or uh, no, I'm a, went I'm vegan a or anything like that. Like uh, suddenly, I'm, I'm a wean guy. I did the carbs, but that wasn't like giving anything up. Well, I mean, it was. I gave up pizza. Well, and, sure and, it and, is. You know, pasta and stuff. Yeah. I have anxiety attacks when I give up carbs. Are you kidding? I always felt like I got something back though on that because like I stopped eating pizza, but I started eating like a ton of dried sausages and cheese. <laughs> So like, <laughs> so like, I you know I I miss pizza, but I sure do love pepperoni. <laughs> so like, I kind of gained. I, super I gave up pot. I gave up the whoa, marijuana. Whoa, whoa! After dark, after <laughs> dark. Hey, Here we cold go. turkey. Can't talk about pizza for an hour and expect me to not bring up marijuana. <laughs> Good point. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. You gave that up cold turkey. At the age of 27. The ripe old age of 27. At the age of 27. I I had a a, a night of Bacchanalia. Right. With uh, several friends. Um, I believe the wife was out of town. Sure. So I I wasn't worried about getting home or, you know. Any, any of that. And uh, the next morning I woke up and I said, mm, 
that was a good way to go out. Right. We're done. That's it. And, and I, else. and I, well, I mean, you know, since I was 19, uh, I, 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 I like eat the pot. It was like raisin bread. I'd like to have a little <laughs> around all the time. And I, and I was one of those people who thought it was, you know, the ultimate enhancer. Like, oh, my songs are so much better when I write them when I'm high. And that movie was so much better because I watched it when I was high. And right. Like, you know what? Yeah, we're done. And that was it. Do you look Never at that's question again? Do you look askance at people who still feel that way? No. About the no, enha- I, the enhancement, right? Because no. that's like the big I, thing. Like the the person that quits and is like, "Oh, I used to think this was so great when I would do this or whatever." And now, like, it's so ridiculous. Like, you don't find that ridiculous, right? Like, for some people, it may be that way. Yeah. No, I can relate. There are certainly songs that I have written in my life, um, which wouldn't have come about uh, had I not been a pot smoker. Right, that for, benefited. For better or worse. <laughs> right. Keep in mind that there is a half-hour tape out there uh, of a song that's called G. Oh, boy. It's me and Tom playing a G chord. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were in your Zappa phase, just playing. <laughs> that's, that's as far from Zappa as you're going to get. Oh, he could play a 30-minute song it just on a G chord and have <laughs> fun was, with it. This was pure navel-gazing. But, yeah, that was a cold turkey. Right. Cal, you got any cold turkeys in there? I don't think so. I'm, I've, I've been trying to think of one. No, you have I'm, no I'm in control of my life, guys. I don't need to go cold yeah. You have no vices, so it's difficult. <laughs> No, yeah, I got plenty of vices. I I've given things up cold turkey, but then ultimately gone back. <laughs> so it doesn't really count. It no, doesn't count. Cold turkey in the moment. Things right. are stuck. Like what? Like uh, scratch off lottery tickets. Right. Right. Because <laughs> um, you're my. Because you're my my father. <laughs> I changed political parties in the '90s. Does that count? I never looked back. Yeah, you gave up being a Republican cold turkey. Mm-hmm. Cal, what? Give me one that you quit cold turkey went back. I got ER. Me the too. TV, the TV show. Yep. I was it, watching you, ER, and after one particular episode, I said, "I'm never watching this again." And it was early in the run. It was like in season four or five. I said, "I'm never watching this again," and I did I'm not so watch glad it again. You said that. It's not I'm a so vice. glad. <laughs> I was addicted to it. ER was one of those pushy appointment television shows where it was right? like, well, now I got to watch ER because I started and everybody's freaking talking about it and I got to stick with it. And it was like, I'm not even enjoying this. Right. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I still doing this? And that was oh, my ER? one day. I'm done. That's Can I tell my ER story? It's not it's not going cold turkey, but it is it is a good a good ER story. 
Let's end with I it. I love Let's a good ER story. You got to be up in four and a half hours to make eggs. I do. And we didn't do my fun load, so I want you to die. All right. Um, That's a little strong, I feel like. You told me <laughs> to do a fun load. <laughs> well, I made one a... up. I walked in with it, and you went, hey, well, by the way, let me just interject this thing that's going to take 45 minutes. <laughs> hey, listen, we did a half an hour on Spielberg to start the show. <laughs> I'm trying that's my best here. Happened before. I watched every episode of ER. Ever. From the, from, yes, from the Clooney days all the way through the Eric LaSalle days, through the complete new cast days at the More end. I think they call them the, the Eric LaSalle days. Yes. <laughs> the, the Eric LaSalle days. Oh. Yeah. And the penultimate episode was so preposterous. That's the second to last, by the way, for you folks of at home. Of the run of the complete series? Of the complete series, the second to last was so absolutely like everything is spiraling and everything is terrible and what's going to happen? Because, again, it was this pushy, you must see the next one. You know, Only and it was all going to result in the left. finale. I refused, after 14 years, I refused to watch the finale, and I've never seen how the show ends. You've never was, seen how the show ends? Nope. I said, F you. I've had it. And I walked out. Like a spurned spouse. That is the cold turkeyest of all time. Wait. Took me long enough. <laughs> Wait. Cal needs a minute. So you watched 13 and 9 yep. tenth seasons. Yep. Approximately. Yeah, and It's like watching The Sopranos and getting all the way up to Tony walking in the diner and going, F you. I'm out. I'm done. I'm walking. That's what I did. Diner. Wait a minute. What? I'm out. He walked into the diner? Wait, spoiler alert. Jeez. Yeah. Tony Soprano walks into a diner. Except, though, Peach, it's double that. Because The Sopranos was only seven years and, like, 70 yeah. episodes. ER yeah. was 14 years and, like, 215 episodes. Yeah, I saw them all. Except but one. The last one. <laughs> Except the last one. And I will the, never watch it. The wow. absolute discipline that that shows is so impressive. I can have high-level discipline. No, my friend, that is ninja shit. That is unbelievable. <laughs> I can do it, especially <laughs> if it involves gone back? fighting myself. I can That's really do that yourself. stuff. Oh, it's so, so spiting yourself. <laughs> and you've not gone back. I won't. No. Well, I figure it's probably a lot easier to not go back 20 years later. Oh, I would be, it would be gnawing at me forever that I didn't watch the finale. Do you really? hear how animated and angry I am about it still? You that I fire. let it get to that stupidity level? Of why am I still watching this? They are doing the dumbest stuff ever. And then finally, <laughs> f you. Wow! You don't you don't want to know what happened at the end of these characters that you've been following for fourteen years? Nope. That's great. God bless you. I couldn't do it. It was, 
it was, I mean, that's just it. It's not like, it's not like it's gnawing at me. It's not like, well, I really wish I knew how they wrapped up so-and-so. Like, no, that's it. That's amazing. I couldn't care. I couldn't care if, 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 if the episode never aired. I, I couldn't care. Well, it did air, Peach. And I've a lot heard. of people watched it. I, they did. And Eric, Eric LaSalle came back and made out with George Clooney. I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> but since you're never going to watch it. Never. Noah Wiley made out with Eric LaSalle, who made out with George Clooney. We then made out maybe with more charity. Uh, maybe I'd watch it for a charity. Like if they were going to give a bunch of money to muscular dystrophy <laughs> or something, if I would, would just watch the finale, I would do it. But that's I it. I feel like there's only. I feel like the there's zero of danger of that happening. I can't have, envisage a situation where a charity was like, you know what we need to do to really raise money. <laughs> You could do a GoFundMe for anything. There's a guy in Freehold. <laughs> Stay with me. Stay with me. He watched. I just heard it this the other night on this podcast. He watched <laughs> every episode. Hold on. I'm going to IMDB and see how many episodes there are. Hold on. Give me two seconds. Just be careful that you don't read any synopsis of the of the finale. Oh, no. Oh, that, that will never happen. Spell E-R. And don't confuse it with the Elliot Gould ER. 331 episodes. (laughs) Wait, how many? 331? 331. I watched 330. (laughs) That's great. I think Steve uh, dropped out. He's he's in such shock. (laughs) Did we lose Steve? (laughs) I think we did. I don't blame him. He's going to watch ER. He's going to watch the finale. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I can't. Even, I can't even express to you the anger. I can't. I and, and I don't even remember what they did on the on the the last episode I saw. But it was so manipulative and stupid. Yeah, well, I mean, I dropped out years before that because I felt it had gotten to that point. You chose wisely. You did, know, you you make know, it, did you make it as far as Clooney leaving? Yeah. I made okay. it. I'll tell you the exact moment I stopped watching it. When uh, Dr. Romano, who had lost his arm in a helicopter accident the a couple helicopter. of years prior. Sure. Then died by helicopter falling on him. Oh, that's more than four seasons then. Oh, How far I think into that was it, that? I think did that seven or eight. Uh, maybe like halfway through then. Yeah, so that was the moment the when I said I'm out. <laughs> it's terrible. It's and there's no. I can't think of any other show. That um, that I walked away from like that. I mean, I mean, there's, I'm actually. There's been. I'll stick with a show that shows, but that one was the worst. Yeah, I mean, my wife and I watched Burn Notice to the very end, even though that was just flipping stupid. 
for some reason we were we were all in on burn notice, probably because Bruce Campbell was there. Well, yeah, he's very good, but uh, so is Steve saying that the episode accidentally ended? Yeah, so we're just talking. Ah, uh, uh, well, fuck him for taking over my fun load. <laughs> I can't believe he did that. <laughs> PJ, I want you to produce the segment. Okay. Uh, that's funny. To what end? <laughs> All uh, right, well, I guess the show's over. What a great way to go out. That was great. That was great. I enjoyed all of that, and I have to get up in 30 minutes, so I'm going to be a you delight. To... Are you going to even take a nap, or are you just going to jump in the shower? Well, that's it, it, <laughs> it usually <laughs> just amounts – on Thursday nights, it usually just amounts to a nap. Yeah. And uh, luckily, I almost never, ever, ever have to work during the day. Right. So – so I can, uh, once I get the kids out of the house, if I can get my wife out of the house, then I'll grab a, a real nap in the middle. You go back to sleep. That's good. I do. I sleep a lot. You you, you might worry about me if you knew how much I slept. <laughs> <laughs> and at times when people shouldn't be sleeping, I bet, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Also, I can, I can um, uh, fall asleep anywhere and in just about any position like if i feel like if i yeah if i feel like i need to get sleep Mm -hmm. uh i can i can just really in like 90 seconds i can be out like you could go like off to a corner somewhere and just like sit in a chair and and go go out at a party yeah on a plane yeah (laughs) regardless of what's going on around you yeah it just it doesn't matter that's impressive I thought so. Can you control the length of your sleep too? Like, can you say I'm only going to nap for you know thirty minutes? Yeah, yeah. I have and, a, and get uh, yourself up. I got a pretty outstanding body clock. I I, I can tell that's, myself. Yeah, that's clutch. Yeah, I can tell myself this is a twenty minute cat nap, and then down and up, no problem. Yeah, if I in the rare occasions when I take a nap, I go out for like hours, and I'm, the day is gone. No, I, well, I, used to, I, I had I trained myself to do that because uh, I used to because I was you know working night shifts at IMG. I used to take a nap, but I'd have to be up in time to get the kids off the bus. So oh okay, no matter when I went down for a nap, I had to be up at uh, at like whatever two fifteen or two thirty. And for yeah, some reason, home. I never liked to set an alarm. Like, if I set an alarm, it would wake me up, and I, and I would feel horrible. Like, you get that. Right, because you were, like, forced up. Yeah, yeah. You get the, you, you're, you're, like, groggy for two hours. So I, I didn't want to yeah, do that. Oh, that's like, the, yeah, but if you yeah, do it right. naturally, and your body clock just gets you up. Totally great. You're good you to go. You just sort of assimilate right back into the day. See, this is our segment right here, and it's not and recording. The, there's no tape so. running on this. God, and there's no out. There was no final unload or nothing. No, it just ended. A cold end. Did the sound effects still work? I, I don't know. I think we're just. If, if I hit a button, the studio should be down now. No. 
Oh, there it is. Okay. All right. Cal, final one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go make myself some cold turkey. All right. And I'm going to say next week we're going to do the fun load that I wanted to do, damn it. And if you don't let me do it, I'll slap you in the head. I think the way to do it is just to keep Steve off the show. Really would be better without him. This was a lot of fun, this last five minutes. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, officially, I'm going to hit the actual end episode button on the off chance that something is recorded somewhere. All right. uh, Well, good night, PJ. All right. Thank everybody for listening. Uh, If this records, and if not, F you anyway. Cold turkey. (laughs) We're out. Bye. Bye. All right.